2: Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 week 3 picks against the spread survivor selection free money teasers and of course the game previews which Rarely preview the games. Plus a Cuss Corner Mini coming up. Shout out to all of you who are watching the secret link in the newsletter a day before everyone else. And if you want to get the show a day earlier, just get the newsletter, hit the description. It's free to join and you will get it on Tuesday evenings and you can be able to watch the video in there before everyone else gets to download it and watch it on YouTube. So, hey, thanks for doing that for all of us. Also down there, the Pat Mayo Experience DraftKings Listeners League. The link is down there. Podcast video. And you can go do that now. Smash like. button to the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network. Honestly, sub to Mayo Media Network. That helps us out tremendously. And rig the algorithm with whatever it is you want to say. We always encourage people to timestamp their favorite moments from the episode to make the best of clipping easier by the end of the season. Jeff Feinberg is on the line. We did a Ryder Cup show together that came out on Monday. If people haven't missed are you still all fired up for the Ryder Cup?
3: I am very much fired up, as I say a few times a year. Pat, there's very little in the world I care about. What I do care about, I care about two extremes. So, Ryder Cup, while sort of dodging Mahomes and European pots, is that is my Sunday plan, and I can't wait.
2: Did you have you already parlayed USA with the Chargers?
3: No, but I made all the bets I said I was going to make. I am in. I am in deep. I'm in deep on this thing, but if they lose, I'm going to join the party of people that like to enjoy how USA reacts and freaks out when they lose, even though all have lost a fortune. So we're going to like play both sides.
2: Well, you you get the spiritual uplifting if Europe wins. You get the financial backing if the USA wins. I'm saving my bets until I see the first-day pairings, uh, like I said on the show. But I gave you my leans of where I'm going. I just wanted to confirm that those guys are playing, at least in the first match, and see who they're playing with. And then I feel like I can reverse-engineer it a little bit better than I can now. Whether I'll be right or wrong, I'll probably be wrong. But that's the way that I am taking it. The coin is in the building. Won the week against the spread last week because we're all not as good as flipping a coin. That includes a winner of a free money seven-point teaser. It is Tim Andagust.
0: Tim
1: That's not my name. But remember last week when you chortled at me and laughed and said, oh, what's more likely to happen, that you uh, get to 100 losses first or get your first free money win? And, uh, you know, five days later, boom, the free money hits you're betting the free money every week. You are above water right now uh, going into week three. So let, you, let's roll.
2: Do you guarantee that people will be above water betting your free money teaser the entire season? I'm not calling it free money for something to do. <laughs> I think these are all going to win.
1: I put together a fantastic, funny, I really like the board in week three and uh, I put together a really nice uh, teaser for the people this week.
2: Okay. So you're one and two for the season on free money plays. You are 10 and 86 lifetime on your free money plays, but you did not lose last week. I was the big loser last week. I was 5 and 11 against the spread, yet somehow I retained the overall lead after a fire week one. Jeff was 7 and 9, Cus was 7 and 9, 13 and 19, 14 and 18. And the coin, even Steven, 8 and 8, 17 and 15, tied with me at the top. Jeff and I both hit our super locks. It puts me at 2-0, Jeff at 1-1, Tim, Pittsburgh really let you down your 0-2 in the super lock, and we're all still alive in Survivor. I think this is the deepest all three of us have still been alive in Survivor in some time, and we've taken the Rams and Browns each of the first two weeks, and we'll see if we end up doing that once again, too. Of course, hit the time codes and do everything of that nature. If you just want to skip to certain parts, let's unless you guys got anything to say, I, I feel like we can just jump into this right now.
3: Yeah, I guess just before we jump into it, I would love for Tim to just put it out into the world, his thoughts on the Ryder Cup. I know he gave a brief tweet, but just verbalizing it might make me feel better.
1: If you watch that video that Harrington and Europe put out, it just (laughs) absolutely underscored what I believe, that this European team is better than the sum of its parts and the American team is worse than the sum of its parts. I expect the Europeans to win, and I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of drama come Sunday.
2: Okay, let's get into Thursday night football. The Carolina Panthers are at the Houston Texans, as Tim would say. They're favored by eight on the road. 43 and a half is the over-under. We got Detective Davis Mills under center. What's in the box? It's probably going to be a lot of people because they're probably going to dare him to beat him with his arm in this one. Panthers, 2-0. The defensive line looks really good. Super Bowl Sam Darnold, Tim. Are are you sweating him yet? I saw a lot of memes being like Zach Wilson walking one way and then you looking at Sam Darnold looking away from your girlfriend. Uh, Are you missing Sam Darnold?
1: I mean, I'm glad to see Sam doing well in Carolina. Brady has clearly worked effectively with him. They're sort of getting all the juice out of the orange there, and uh, I'm really glad to see that. It's funny, you know, you put them together with the best running back in football, two very good receivers, an offensive line who can block to some
2: degree. Not really.
1: To some degree, you put all that together. Great head coach. Well, I I give Joe Brady most of the credit. I think he's done a very good job as an offensive coordinator with this team. And look, you know, they they played very good football the last two weeks. So uh, I credit to them. Darnold isn't killing them. Darnold's playing well. So we look at this game, it's minus eight. I am very anxious about laying the eight points. The Texans have been spry in both of their games against uh, the Jags and the Browns short week in Houston. I don't know. Seems like this spread should be seven, but it's eight. And so I wouldn't bet it, but I will take the Texans uh, because I think there's a touch of value on the
2: Texans here. Yeah, two undefeated teams against the spread so far, Jeff. Uh, I'm kind of with Tim. I'm kind of leaning Houston here. Like, how? I have no idea if Davis Mills is good or not. Uh, And maybe some of their spryness was because Tyrod's a professional quarterback. There's a lot of professional players on this team. Now, I know they get paid, but you know what I'm saying when I say professional. I don't need to hear it from people out there. And yes, it is a bit hyperbolic, but either way, veterans on this team guys who are looking for their next job their next contract they're kind of doing to their the best of their abilities to pick up another job sometime in the future and it feels like that's helping them jeff like not be awful
3: yeah i guess tyrod taylor jake taylor i mean that's the sort of vibe you're gonna get maybe from this texans team
2: when you say when you when you say hold on when you say jake taylor you mean the catcher from major league
3: yeah, you just say like a lot of yeah. veterans like some last couple of contracts showing what they got here. Uh, you know, I'm just a lot of people were calling this team an expansion team that got to see them in training camp. I think they have outlived that expectation by merely how well they performed and how tough they kind of played through two games. That being said, we see it a bit in the league. The bad team might like start with a win and then they might play hard and it's progressively going to become the Houston. I think we believe that they'll become does seem like a bit of value on the points, but I'm bullish. I'm very bullish on Carolina in, in many ways, going back to our, our, our season previews continues. They're going to win this thing by 10.
2: I can see it. Uh, I'm going to take the Texans plus eight in this spot, and it's been pretty fortunate for Carolina so far. They got to play an XFL team in week one and beat the piss out of them. And then last week, half of the Saints defenders were out and their entire coaching staff wasn't around because they have COVID. Now they get Davis Mills making his first career start on a short week with no turnaround. Nico Collins, he's out. Uh, Danny Amendola, he's out. Those, I mean, those don't sound like big losses, but for the Texans, they are big losses. That I think they can do enough to cobble together a spread cover of eight because Carolina will do things like punt the ball from inside the 40-yard line. It, it seems like they know when they're up enough in a game that they can kind of ice it and they're going to dare the other team to come back on them, but it doesn't seem like they want to pull away from anyone either. Even in that Saints game last week, a game that they dominated, there were times, Tim, when we were watching, it's like... I mean, if James just throws a touchdown here, they're they're right back in this game and down by a score.
1: Yeah, I mean Carolina's a good team, but they're not a dominant team. And they're and uh that was exactly it. They weren't able to like fully sort of put the game away. They were sort of allowing the Saints and to hang around and hang around, and the New Orleans made sure that they, they couldn't compete in the game. I, I think that's all well said.
2: And they did that against the Jets, too, in week one. Like, they should yeah, have the, been the up the by, Jets, like, 35, and they weren't.
1: Yeah, the, the, the Jets only lost by five. Like, the Panthers have two Ws, and they should have three Ws, but they have yet to really get into the business end of their schedule yet. So, we'll see how it goes. I, I think the Panthers will, will not cover. I think they will win, but it's a weird, you know, interconference week three Thursday nighter. I I don't need any piece of this and I I won't be involved with it. All right. So this
3: is a big ask short week on a bad team. You know, I love playing quarterbacks in their first start, the backup on a team I perceive to be good. I think that's a fun, it's a good, it's a profitable betting spot. Team that many consider worst in the league. Short week, the new quarterback. Uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. I think it gets double digits. And does Davis Mills quarterback, he thinks going 80 yards with the three minutes left in the two minute drill? man, I'll bet against it. Maybe. Although I'm not actually sure I'm going to put real money on this game. It is on TV, though.
2: Yeah, maybe we'll find some props for this game. <laughs> McCaffrey over receiving yards that seems to hit every single week, even though it's like seventy five and a half you might want to end up doing that or d j Moore receptions because that's they only throw to two guys at this point they they try to sprinkle in Robbie Anderson or you know Tarzan Dan Arnold or terrace Marshall, but it 's those two guys that this offense really funnels through. If you want more on the Thursday night game, Griffin Swanson will have the full. Prize Picks and DraftKings breakdown up on Mayo Media Network, so go check that out. It's also on the Fantasy Football Picks and Bets feed, which has brand new content every single day. If you're looking for a different vibe, although my injury show is up there on Friday evenings, highly recommend you go download it. And you can help support us by downloading that show, rating and reviewing on Apple, Apple Podcasts, like you do with this show, and you can go to PrizePicks.com and use code MMN at your first deposit, and they'll match you up to a hundred bucks. Highly recommend you do that because Jeff, you're. You're, you're just off the lead in the in the MMM props pool so far. I went 0 for 5 last week, so that wasn't good for me. I, I got none right, and it put me into a tie with Cuss. That's not good news.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I'm not overthinking it. Um, you know, just doing, uh, doing what needs to be done. Getting a head start in that thing.
2: Chicago at Cleveland. It looks like we're getting the very first appearance of... Justin Fields in this spot. Uh, the Browns are favored by seven. The over under is 46. Uh, it really doesn't look like Dalton is going to play here. What do you think, Jeff? Good start or bad start for Fields? Because he feels like a guy that even if he's bad, that he what he can do with his legs and the deep ball might get them to cover in this game.
3: Yeah, I, I'm excited for Chicago to get to have this, even though you know it seems like Matt Nagy had to have his arm totally pulled off to make this switch or Dalton to be in this situation, not an ideal first opponent. You know, the Browns can cause a lot of havoc. I do like their defensive line, but I think, you know, you made a great point last week, Pat, which led me to part of it led me to making the bears as my super lock was that everyone was going off what happened in that Sunday nighter versus the Rams but I actually thought they looked better than I anticipated they would in that game and getting their home opener against the Bengals who suck on the road. I don't know. I thought that was a nice opportunity. I like the bears here versus uh, the Browns who still seem to be feeling their way out through this season. Although um, you know, the Browns have had an interesting run of class, you know, from, from chiefs to then the team that we perceive to be the worst in the league. So it's kind of hard to figure out what the Browns are, uh, other than, how do I put this? Other than, I think if you were bullish on them, you wouldn't have had any reason to come off that over a loss to the Chiefs. And you didn't really read much into what happened versus the Texans.
2: The coin is taking Cleveland in this spot. Jarvis Landry is going to be out at least three weeks. He's placed on IR. No word on if Odell was back yet. Baker's shoulder looked like it fell off on Sunday. Now, it was his non-throwing shoulder. I guess they popped it back into joint, but he's still a bit sore. I just see so much running in this game. And a ton of running, unless it's Nick Chubb runs for 200 yards and Hunt chips in another 100, that it just kind of moves the clock. It feels like one of these games that we're going to look in the third quarter and be like, oh, man, is Cleveland going to lose? And they won't lose. But you're like, ah like because fields did not look great coming in in replacement of Andy Dalton last week he made some bad throws that I could see the defense capitalizing on something but when you run the ball as often as Cleveland wants to do you really just keep the clock going you decrease the number of plays that are run in a game the under more than likely hits in this spot and so far versus the Rams and versus the Bengals the Bears have actually been pretty good on Rundy, like they've really shut down running back so far to the extent that they're, you know, they're quote unquote shutting people down. You can go in the air on them a little bit more than you can running the ball up the middle. And I just don't know if the Browns have the capability to have these like gigantic plays like Ken Donovan, people's Jones or the Schwartz, Spaceballs, the reference, Tim, is going to come into this and, like, get behind the defense. It's entirely possible. I just think it's going to be one of those close games that isn't actually close when you're watching it, but the Bears end up covering somehow. So I'm taking Chicago, too, Tim.
1: Browns have been sloppy for two weeks. There's no other way to put it. They threw away a game against the Chiefs. They tried to throw away a game against the Texans and had Tyrod not gone out. They had every opportunity to lose that game. Yeah, they're one and one. They played a really good team. They played a really bad team, but they've looked sort of in preseason mode. This does not t- seem like a team that's sharp and firing in all cylinders. The Bears played perfectly fine last week. And yeah, it's a rookie QB, but I wasn't not i have not been impressed with uh Cleveland secondary at all through two weeks. And I think that the Browns are going or sorry, that the Browns are gonna have trouble running the ball. Uh, at, a, an, at an efficient clip against Chicago. So I'll take the Bears. I think the Bears could win the game on the field. I wouldn't be shocked by it. Uh, I'm not going to pick that, but I am going to take them against the number.
2: I actually thought this might be one of the games that made your teaser this week, that you tease the Bears up and just get more points.
1: No, I'm not going to do that because the Bears, like the Browns, are a stupid team and do stupid things. And it would be with a rookie QB you could blink your eye. He could throw, like Matt Ryan did last week, a pick six or a fumble, and then they win. the Browns win by 13, and uh, you feel like you had it stolen from you. So I'm not going to
2: tease up a rookie QB in his first game in this spot. That's not what I'm going to do. So round of Bears, except for the coin. The coin is taking Cleveland, Baltimore, and Detroit. This one's in Detroit. They're nine-point dogs at home, 49-and-a-half is the over-under. I don't know what to make of this Lions team because it seems like they're going to be good for one quarter every single week. Like they are pretty good, even in the first half against the Packers offensively, and then Goof turned back into Goof. I just, if they can't stop the run, I don't know what they're going to do against the Ravens. And the Ravens, I mean, they got the big win on Sunday night. It that felt The way that they celebrated, Jeff, felt like their Super Bowl, uh, which I thought was not g- great optically. I know it's a big win. It's against the Chiefs. But it's also a week two game. that doesn't really mean anything. Like, let's do this in January kind of thing. Like, the the celebration just seems – so. did did you notice that? Or was that just me?
3: I mean, the team I cheer for hasn't been fortunate enough to beat the Chiefs in a game that mattered. You know, week 17 last year doesn't matter. But I have noticed teams that do beat the Chiefs, they get really excited about it. The Raiders last year did, like, four victory laps around the stadium. And then their season – entirely collapsed after acting like they won the super bowl because they beat the chiefs so yeah in some ways i saw element of that there was a hyper level of excitement i don't know that was a game it felt like a few times they were dead in the water and and they found a way to win it and beating the chiefs allows you to kind of believe everything you want to believe about your team is right in front of you
1: yes how dare baltimore celebrate a win over the chiefs when the whole world is picking the chiefs, when they've had a ton of injuries and uh, when they haven't been able to, to beat Kansas city in this formation, how dare they be happy and celebrate that win on Sunday night
0: football? Well, uh, it, 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 put it this way.
2: way. Here's the thing that would be the biggest problem about it. Like remember that time when that awful team carried their kicker off the field and when they were shitty team, like that's what shitty teams do. No one thinks that Baltimore is a shitty team. It feels like they should be a team that makes the playoffs and contends for the Tim. They're your, your they are your super bowl pick. What
1: they should not,
2: they fun. should not be acting like they won the super bowl in week two.
1: Like that, that yeah, just seems I, so weird. I don't know that they did act as if they won the super bowl, but they were excited for a victory where I think they felt like their backs were against the wall and the whole world was against them. And they pulled out all the stops and they made mistakes early in the game. And they overcame those mistakes And the Chiefs, who, again, have been sloppy themselves for two weeks, got beat again because their quarterback threw a terrible pass and because Lamar showed that his style of offense is just as unstoppable in some ways as Kansas City's is. I I was very, very encouraged by what I saw. And what do the Baltimore Ravens do against really bad teams? They blow them out of the water. This is indoors. This is in Detroit. Detroit's on a short week. The Ravens are winning this game. We're teasing the Ravens down. 2-3. I feel very, very, very good about this spot for Baltimore. Uh, You look at the AFC North. The Browns are going from pillar to post. We don't know what they're doing. The Steelers can't score and can't move the ball. And and the Bengals are working progress. If you are like me and you pick the Ravens to win the division, you should be feeling very, very, very encouraged right now.
2: What do you mean? do you, like, Tim is right about Baltimore boat racing bad teams. That's what they have done in the Lamar and even most of the Harbaugh era, like, maybe not so much at the beginning, but, like, over the past five years or so, that's what they've been doing.
3: Yes, you're absolutely right. And, Pat, you put point this out often, you know, when they would have to lay the numbers against the bad teams, they wouldn't have problems covering. It's a weird dynamic game because there are two dynamics that, in many cases, I could make the case to fade the team coming off that emotional primetime victory but also the team off a blowout loss on a on a short week that you don't really want to have to trust this game reeks i don't i'm not betting it but i would take all the points with the lions at home for the purposes of picking them all and that's what we're doing
1: by the middle of the second quarter, you'll be looking at that ticket. <laughs> oh, my God. Why did I pick the the Detroit plus nine in this game? What's No, wrong? I do that at
3: the end of the Am day I to see how crazy? I did in the pick and pull. I'm worried about the games I bet on in the second quarter on Sunday.
2: That's, okay. that's true. That, that's how most people tend to watch football. Tim.
1: I like i all my picks are pretty much equal i don't treat unless it's a super lock I <laughs> treat all they all count the same in the record and uh I, I i'm very protective of my picks i'm not so self-obsessed that i only care about the ones i bet on i i come on here to give the people picks and i want my picks to win and i want the people who trust me who back in my picks whether or not it's on the parlay or teaser whether or not it's super lock if they say what does Top Cat say? I'm going to back him on this. That's the deciding factor for their bet. I don't want to steer them wrong. I want to be right for them. Uh, I, I care about that far more than I care about some meager bet that I may have made.
2: Yeah, Come I, on m- maybe you need to stop making such meager bets because, I mean, I was feeling pretty good about the Bills halfway halfway through that game last week jeff like all my money was on the bills bills alternate spread bills and parlays with other teams it's just a huge bet on the bills to begin with and like i'm just sitting there being like don't go wrong don't go wrong don't go wrong And Tim's like oh no my super loss. like how much you bet on that team? oh i didn't it's like oh okay
1: yeah, It's about betting their own personal
2: there, there are more important things
1: when you damn we're a doing you- a fucking football betting show and I'm giving people picks, and I would like my picks to be correct. That's what matters to you me. You don't even have the up. guts to put money on it. Yes, I do. No, you don't. But how, about, course, how, how much
2: you lose on the Steelers last week?
1: Well, they destroyed my pro lines. Anyway, uh, the the what I want to go through here is that, like I said, I pick things for the people and I feel invested in their success. Their success is my success, and my success is their success. I'm not so supercilious. I'm not just interested in what- I'm
3: picking a game. I'm giving a lean. I'm being ultra transparent as people that know that I'll bet real money on some of these games and say, this is not a game that I am eyeing to make make a real money wager on. If this is a game (laughs) you want to wager on, this is my lean. I'm doing nothing different than you are doing, except you're just saying something from an ivory tower for no reason.
1: No, you're saying, you know, I'm not going to bet the game anyway, so what do I care if the lines really cover? Well, you know what? I care because I'm putting my credibility on the line by giving the people a Dude, pick. you have no credibility. More, so hold on, print. hold on, hold
2: on. More people tuning into this show to pick the opposite of you than actually tail you. You know that, right? right? <laughs> exactly. but there is a loyal
1: cadre of people who say what? would top cat do and i will do the same
2: i want i want to i want to hear from those people if you are out there and you tune into the show to specifically tail cast i need to know who you are like that that's mental
1: yeah i mean why would
2: anyone want to tail the guy who just hit a free money parlay last week yeah. are we are how jeff over oh, under number that. of weeks that we hear about him hitting his teaser in week two what week does he stop talking about that?
3: Oh, he's a monster when he hits one. <laughs> it's like four weeks. It's it's good for it's a good month equity on one teaser.
2: Well, we also, I mean, if he doesn't hit another one for the rest of the season, he'll be talking about it in the playoffs. Be like, remember that time I hit a teaser?
3: It's like, yeah, you lost
2: like sixteen in a row.
3: Tim's acting like my name isn't beside a record on the page you post every week.
2: Well, I live and die with all my picks for the
1: people. I, uh, I, I really do. Well, yes, I take a little bit more stress with my super locks and my teasers, but I, I, if I picked a game wrong, I feel bad about it because I feel like, Oh no, I've, I've steered the people wrong and I don't believe in steering the people wrong.
3: Yeah. You feel, you feel the exact same as if you bet, as if you lost the game that you bet on, except you didn't bet on any of them. No, I,
2: no, I, I, I am envious of that, actually. I would probably have a lot more money if I actually could do that. I think most people would. Agreed. So you're maybe you're on to something here, Tim. Next game, oh. Arizona and Jacksonville. I mean, I think it would be impossible for the Cardinals to cover, Tim, because they're going across time zones, and that's impossible, <laughs> according to you. Jacksonville yeah. is a 7.5-point dog at home. 51 and a half is the over-under. I don't know what to do with the Jags. Do we just play against the Jags until they cover a spread?
1: The battle of the guy who was taken first overall deservedly. And the guy who was taken first overall undeservedly, who has the most uncatchable passes in football through two weeks, who somehow managed to have a worse passer rating last week or a worse PFF ranking last week than Zach, who threw four picks somehow.
2: So so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're using PFF grading now. But when it was reversed last week, it was all about passer rating. No, last week in PFF, Zach was better too. Yeah, but you brought a passer
1: rating last week. But I noticed you didn't do that this week. Well, no, I just decided to use one of the stats. Well, who
2: had had the better passer rating? I'd actually have to look that up. I could not. As pointed out by our good friend, Gary and Thorne. Zoomer Zach, he threw a bunch of catchable passes. It was just to the other team. Yeah, that is a good line. But that is not you got what that metric. Dunked on. As you see, how, I didn't how,
1: how, Yeah, of course you couldn't. You were in a fucking body bag. It was a good response. And Gary and is very funny. And so I had to give Gary, his, even though I didn't I don't know why he felt he needed to respond. I mean, I I know why he needed to respond because he's so self-conscious about Tua and the fact they wasted that pick. That me making fun of a quarterback on a completely separate team than his draws him out to have to dunk on my quarterback only because he knows what a mistake his team made. So I I get the sort of self-consciousness of why that happened, but I also give him his due. It was incredibly funny. And like when somebody gets a good one over on you, a gentleman just doffs his cap and says, okay, that's a good one. I, I can't respond to it. But the facts on the ground are still the facts on the ground. Lawrence has thrown the most uncatchable balls this season. Now, he is a rookie. Rookies are going to make lots of mistakes. Arizona has looked very good. Now, they, 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 the Vikings let them off the hook last week, but whatever. Like, you know, that, that's football. 33 points against Minnesota. They scored tons of points against the Titans. The Cardinals look like if they're healthy, they can put up points. Jacksonville is still a terrible work in progress. We're going to tease the Cardinals down as a second end of the teaser. We're going to tease them down by six. I feel very good about it. I mean, there's a, I mean, I'm not giving out a money line parlay this week, but, like, put Arizona in your money lines and make them the sort of spoke in the wheel in a lot of ways because Jacksonville is not going to beat them. Come on now.
2: Uh, Jeff, I don't know what to do with this game. Part of me just really, I felt this way about Denver last week. It's like, yeah, Jacksonville can cover this game. And then they they have one good drive to start the game. It's like, all right, Jacksonville's figured this out a little bit. Then no, they're just horrendous the rest of the game.
3: Yeah, I'm going to lean with Tim here. I'm not like hating on Jacksonville. Um, The only thing that can make me want to make this move on to Jacksonville is more of a cardinal case that, This could be a look-ahead game before a huge game, what I believe is in prime time next week versus the Rams. That is the only case I can make for Jacksonville is something on Arizona's schedule. So my pick is Arizona.
2: I'm going to take the home dog. I'll take the plus seven and a half at home. I'm going to close my eyes, plug my nose, and take the dog. If this is a game that you do want to bet, I would not bet the seven and a half. I'd wait for the nine and a half or ten and a half by the time Sunday comes around because I just can't see this number sticking here. Can any of you guys?
1: No, but if I were a Cardinals better, like, yeah, of course, I'd prefer to have
2: seven and a half over nine and a half, but there's no real
1: difference between those numbers.
2: Uh, Jeff, let, let me ask you would you rather have an extra two points? I'd take I just the two did, points. Of
1: course you'd rather have the two points, but they aren't going through key numbers. So like
2: No, no, no game has ever ended up at eight. That's impossible. I didn't say that, but this, the this, difference between seven and a half and nine and a half is pretty meager. I mean, if you would bet on the forty ers on Sunday, week one, that there'd be a huge difference. Yeah.
1: Except there are exceptions that prove the rule. No one disputes that. But you why why why
2: I, wouldn't you wait for a better number if you want to bet Jacksonville? I don't I don't understand what you're. I agree. Would
1: be. You should you, you should wait
2: for it. And that there's that's no that. there's no difference between a seven and a half and a nine and a half. That's ludicrous. There is a minimal difference. Jeff, it's
1: not like between six and eight.
3: No, it's important. I don't know. Even for peace of mind. So, and I'm a big I'm a big enough dud that that's important to me. This is his interest. I'm really interested to see how Jacksonville comes through on this one. This is a big test. They had a tough test last week against that Baltimore, uh, that Denver defense. And now these two defensive linemen that are firing right now. And when they're healthy, it seems like Arizona could be a different team. Will Watt and, and Jones be healthy all year? Probably not, but they're healthy right now. And they're playing amazing.
2: Yeah, not great news for the Jacksonville offensive line. Trevy might be in some trouble here, but I will take the seven and a half, and maybe I will bet it if it gets to nine and a half or even through ten because I can't imagine anyone is betting Jacksonville, so this line is just going to balloon and balloon and balloon. We've seen that happen a few times already this year. Chargers at Kansas City. This is the main event of probably the week, or at least the early slate. The Chiefs are favored by yep. 6.5 at home. 55.5 is the over-under. Reminder to everyone to watch the Friday Best Bet Show. I believe between me, Pizzola, and Cam, we're 6-0 and on our best bets so far through two weeks. So you know, if I can figure out what the best bet is this week, then we're going to be in pretty good... Standing. Although everyone who likes this show really seems to like that show, and vice versa. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, highly recommend that you do. Jeff, floor is yours here. The one and one Chargers could be in real trouble here if they lose this game and Denver goes to three and oh, the Raiders go to three and oh, they're at top of the division, Kansas City's two and one. They just be last if they lose this game, potentially.
3: I'm expecting them to probably lose this game. I don't have those concerns because if you, you know, look back to the things I said even going into, I expected two and two after four games. Lose this one, they'll beat the Raiders in prime time the following week, and then they go um they go from there. That's not an overall concern. Um, I guess the main thing is people like want to see me freak out about last week's game, but I'm not going to because I don't share those freak out vibes that I had the previous week refs make bad calls. Refs are bad. You know, look, they almost, they tried to screw the Titans. The Titans overcame even in college, they had Penn state punting on third down. Like refs are God awful and something happened weird in that game. And a lot of weird calls went against the chargers and Jerry Jones is important and that stadium doesn't exist without him. (laughs) But, but I like, when the calls are just on the field and the refs being bad refs or umps being bad umps, that is what it is. But when they go to New York and look at something that's like so clear as day to me, and then they come back and they still don't have that. That's what like gets me spazzing. Like last week, the Chargers should have won that game. They are fifth in the league in total yards, but 25th in points.
2: Yeah, they the refs. I, uh, hold, hold on. I mean, you can blame the refs all you want. They've been bad. No, let me they've talk. Been, let they, me finish. Because I want to make the points. Bad in pe- the red zone. Heard bad heard the red zone. in bad the red zone. Bad in the red zone.
3: They missed the kick. No, you got to let me make my points. Like, well, a lot get, of to weird things get to it. Get to your point. But they had the, opportunities. The point is Herbert is that opportunity. They I'm I'm gonna ruin the show if you don't shut up and just let me make the point I'm trying to make. You have your they own show to talk about the Chargers
2: here. Let's get to I, it. I, I,
3: I'm talking with the game. I'm just saying, I they had opportunities to win the game. They missed a, a, a makeable field goal going into the half. Herbert throws a red zone interception. Were some of those penalties bullshit? Absolutely. Were some of them legitimate? Absolutely. So they've got to clean shit up for a fourth down so early in the game. And that's what gets me, or that's what gets me excited. They never would have done that before. It's, you know, can they backdoor the cover versus the chiefs? Am I looking excited about, you know, how Staley will philosophically try to beat the chiefs and, you know, fourth down and all that stuff. Absolutely. But here are the chiefs awful loss, super elite quarterback, awful loss, that's always real frustrating to step in front of. So I like the chargers plus the touchdown. I think it's six and a half now I'll take there, but the win that that's going to be an enormous ass. That'll be an enormous ass. Is it tough to win
2: games and cover games, Tim? If every time you get inside the 20 yard line, it's like you're frozen in carbonite and you can't do anything. <laughs> it look, uh thought that
1: Herbert through two bad interceptions. I thought the roughing the passer call was bad. I It was a game that could have gone either way. I thought the Chargers' run defense was troubling. They were not able to slow down people in ways they should have. But I don't think this game is about the Chargers. I I think this game is about the Chiefs. The Chiefs have not... uh, Their defense has been god-awful through two weeks. And I don't see how, in heaven's name, they are going to be able to stop I mean, the, the, the wide receivers and Eckler, who I think is Eckler's is going to have a huge game, how the Chargers are going to stop – or sorry, how the Chiefs are going to stop – Don't say nice things. Like, can the Chiefs win this game? Totally. But the Chiefs win a 41-38 game. They are not winning by seven. The Chiefs don't cover big numbers these days. Uh, we've, the last two weeks, they, didn't, they haven't covered the first two weeks. They have not looked impressive the first two weeks. Yeah, their offense has looked really good, of course but their defense has been terrible and their offense has been sloppy in spots. Mahomes is sometimes trying to do too much and it, it really cost them on Sunday night when he threw that terrible interception uh, to nobody. So the Chargers should absolutely get pressure on him. The, the Chargers should, will, will be able to do a lot of what Baltimore is able to do. And look, you know, these two teams have played, you know, last year the Chiefs won by three in OT, the Chiefs won by seven the year before. The Chargers beat them in a primetime game the year before that. The, the Chargers have a history of playing this Mahomes-led uh, Chiefs relatively close. Yeah, like I think the Chargers should cover the number. I would think the Chiefs win, but the Chargers cover the number. Like I said, like a 41-38 type of game. I, I don't see uh, this being a seven-pointer for Kansas City. I, I think actually this line's a bit silly, and you're paying a KC tax to bet it.
2: Why do you interrupt him? I thought he was uh, very well said. He was getting; he got to his point
3: pretty quickly. I thought. I I don't know. I, he's he's bullish on how the game can go. I, we got to get in the end zone. You can't kick goddamn. You can't kick goddamn field goals. You can't leave it to the refs. You got to get in into the end zone. The defense held Dallas after giving up a quick fourteen to not many points the rest of the game. So there's a positive aspect. Um, to that, and that allowed the offense to keep trying to get into the end zone. Herbert's got just got to learn what he can and, and can't do. He can do a lot. I get so excited when he drops back. Something special feels like it's it's gonna happen. And now I've have to add an extra second to my ref count for a flag. That that's really annoying. Um, yeah, just thank God they I guess they found a way to win that first game in Washington, or it'd be true panic, but lose this week, battle. Beat the, beat the Raiders, and, and everything remains in, in front of them. It's not much else on my end. I
2: think this might really come down to, Tim, who I'm picking here. Does anyone on the Chiefs defense have mad skills to
3: pick off Herbert?
1: Well, I mean, you can't pick off Herbert unless you have mad skills like that Cowboys linebacker. That
3: was a beautiful play. That was a that was a nice play. A yeah, nice
1: play. because that's the only way Herbert throws picks, not like the one he threw in the end zone, right, which was just – No, that was a
3: bad pick. I didn't give that, that one the credit. That was a bad I, I pick. It looked like
1: Keenan gets-
3: fell down. And, yeah, I don't know. Someone also played some video of, like, 100 plays from Sunday. Not 100, but, like, at least 25 and no call, and the Chargers get call on this – no motion, illegal motion on the Cook TD. That was the weirdest one. But hey, you got to pull your socks up. You got to play the next game. Love the coach. Love the quarterback. It's going on at the same time as the Ryder Cup. Last time the Chargers played the Chiefs, Bryson won the U.S. Open, and and I was you know got plantar fasciitis because that's the sort of day it's going to be.
2: Now, when you tried to treat that, did you use the frozen tennis ball, a golf ball, or those Instagram ads that I've seen of the of the rocker back and forth that you can put your foot on? How did you treat that injury? <laughs> I,
3: I do like put water bottles and golf balls in the freezer to treat my plantar fasciitis. Um, in closing, I didn't um, enjoy, listen, I-, I love the Friday show. I also find it funny how people make comments like, no offense, this show, that show, they're both great. You don't like offend anyone by liking one show or the, no, the other. the Friday show is amazing. Those I guys, I watching. I love them more than I love myself. But Cam Stewart making like, listen, I can dance and get excited about the Chargers. I've been with this man at Panda Express. He dances for a chicken bowl that the lady <laughs> puts an extra one into the container. So we all have our likes. Cam, we all like what we like, buddy. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this needs
2: to be a running bit. Cam and Feinberg going back and forth, never actually talking to each other from show to show. No, 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 I no. am
1: 100% in on this. Using your show as the, the medium through which they communicate.
3: Yeah, this will be the cipher. And this, this is how you can uh, decrypt everything. It was actually Manchu Walk, but Panda Express plays to the larger audience for my yeah, point.
1: The Friday show is amazing. I, I love it. I hope you love it. Go on the iTunes, give it five stars, everything. Like, it's great. Absolutely.
2: Do you have a guest for Feinbolt this week, Jeff?
3: Uh, It's Hustler, and he's going to the Ryder Cup. But yeah, my boy, uh, Hustler, Chiefs Chargers, friends, enemies... Good times.
2: All right, so yeah, Feinbold on Mayo Media Network. You can download the audio podcast on Daily Fantasy Sports, picks and bets the mix. Here's my issue with Kansas City. What are they, like, 2-15 in their past 17 against the spread or something ridiculous like that? Like, they just don't cover anymore. After, no, go, exactly. a, after going, like, 14-2 in their previous 16, like, they're, they're around 500 again in the Mahomes era. Mahomes covered every number for, like, a year. Between like one, the middle of one season, like through the middle of another season. Now it's just flipped. It's the exact opposite.
3: But do you guys like, am I the only one that's making that use the argument, even though I'm not on the side of KC? Super elite quarterback off a loss. You just go to the window and say, I'll take that guy. Like you did every all time great quarterback in your life off a loss, pretty much. I mean, this isn't off a not cover, right? This is off a loss. Yeah. So put them in a, but,
1: or a parlay if you want, but don't, don't lay the six and a half. That's silly.
2: But I don't know if it's silly. Like I'm really leaning towards the chiefs here and I maybe, cause I do agree with Jeff. I think they come out and they're trying to like, Hey, this is actually like the Ravens are one thing. This is a division rival. They're probably, they're probably the second best team in this division. It seems like we have real competition in division this year. It's for like, Mahomes seems like he's just having a laugh on the field. It doesn't seem like Kansas City's even trying, and it's felt this way if it's felt this way for like a year now. Where, and it's starting to catch up to them. Where it's like, oh shit, there's like five minutes left. We better start trying. And then they just don't got it anymore. It just feels so laissez faire. Like it's just, hey, let's just bomb it down the field. We're good for those for like three a game. We'll eventually get our points. Like they had so much success so quickly. It might be actually better if they lose this game for their overall prospects this season. It feels like they need to take a few punches in the mouth. I thought that would have happened at the super bowl, but they just blamed the bad offensive line and moved on. It's like, now everything will be fine once we fix that. But Something seems off with them. Just like something seems off with the Bills, even though the Bills, you know, destroyed Miami. This didn't seem like how we expected the Bills to be. We haven't seen what we expected Kansas City to be yet outside of very isolated drives where Mahomes is like, "Oh yeah, I'll try this time, and no one can stop me."
3: Okay, those are fair points, but maybe on the other side of it, they've played two teams that outside of Buffalo would have been the most popular picks to face them in the AFC title game and they sort of become a litmus test for these teams. Baltimore, especially off a loss, like, off a loss, going into that Chief game, and the Browns spending their whole winter thinking about a revenge spot, Um, and the Chiefs, I know Tampa won the Super Bowl, and maybe it's just because I'm an AFC guy, but I'm naive enough to think like, no, I I guess if you get Tampa, they're your litmus test, but the Chiefs are like a litmus test for where you stand. How much farther I need to go. They take everyone's best punch.
1: And yet if Baltimore celebrates, what a, what a crime that is for their passing the litmus test.
2: It's not that they celebrated. It's the, ex- like, how, <laughs> it, like, did, did you see it? Like, it was. They were, they were excited. I get, they that, have, I, I, I get that you're excited because like you, you win. I, been I, been get the, I get that you're excited longer. that you win the game. If the Chargers beat the Chiefs this week, Jeff, would you want to see, like, the entire Chargers sideline celebrating, like, this is it, we did it, game over?
3: No, I, I'm not really sure. I'll be doing that for them, uh, I, I think, Pat. Um, this this is a game that, see, the thing is, someone pointed out the Chiefs have been amazing in these first games also against Division. It's like any Reid knows, like, when it counts, maybe, or the games that really matter. They can't play defense.
1: That is a real problem. They can't play defense.
3: No, oh, buddy, had a, a pick six to start to start the they game. They gave up 36
1: points after they gave up 29 or whatever to the Browns. Like they can't play defense.
3: I'm excited. They went for a fourth down. They went for a two point conversion. Like I feel the Chargers. I'm excited to see the strategy the Chargers employ. In this non Anthony Lynn matchup versus Patrick Mahomes. Derwin James, also healthy, playing like a superstar. We can move on.
2: Yeah, the Chiefs are 110 and 1 in their last 12 games as favorites AT. Crazy. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. I, I'm going to go with you guys. I'll take the Chargers. The coin is taking Kansas City. Now that we can get out and travel and take vacations, we want to celebrate some of our favorite times by turning our new memories into art. Get a professional hand-painted portrait created from any photo at truly affordable prices, or combine photos of people or places you love into one painting. It's fast and you can receive your portrait in as little to two weeks. If you want to give a truly meaningful gift, you've got to try paintyourlife.com. Send any picture of yourself, your children family, a special place, someone you love who isn't around anymore, a cherished pet, even an action shot of you or your children playing your favorite sport, it makes a perfect birthday, anniversary, or wedding gift. It's meaningful, it's personal, and it can be cherished forever. I got my stuff, it showed up, and my wife instantly put it up on the wall. It was pretty awesome, and I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, and we got it. I was like, oh crap, Like this, this actually is something we can put on the wall, so PaintYourLife.com is where you want to be. And at PaintYourLife.com, there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money is refunded, guaranteed. And right now for a limited time offer, get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, text the word MAYO, M-A-Y-O, to 64000. That's MAYO to 64000. Text MAYO to 64000. 000. That's six four zero zero zero. Text that. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Terms apply available at paintyourlife.com slash terms. Again, text Mayo to sixty-four thousand. New Orleans and New England is up next in what has to be one of the more confusing games of the week. Minus three is the spread for the Patriots. That seems well-deserved with the way that they've played, and they're going to play some tight games and beat up on shitty teams. That seems to be their MO so far, at least until Mac Jones gets a bit more comfortable. He's looked pretty good. Good in the sense that he's not he, – He we have yet to see the big downside from Mac Jones as a rookie quarterback like we've seen from the other guys. But they haven't asked him to do – he plays on a much better team, so it's hard to really parse that out. But for what they've asked him to do so far, be relatively efficient, make some of these short throws, make some of the high percentage throws, read the field, he's been really good at it so far. 41.5 is the over-under. Did you think that this spread would be bigger after what happened with New Orleans last week?
1: I didn't. I thought that's about right. These teams seem about even. Jones is incredibly steady, it seems. And of course, the quarterback in New Orleans is the opposite of steady. But the Saints have more talent, even though the Patriots are at home. So I, I think the, the, the line is, is really fair. And this was the game I had the most trouble picking this week. In the end, I went with the Patriots, only because I feel like New Orleans has just been on this traveling show now for too long, and it's continuing to affect them. We saw a bit of that last week. Now they're going all the way to Foxborough. I don't even know if they're going home to practice. Like, I don't know what their schedule looks like. Uh, they had this a marvelous emotional victory in week one, but that could, that, that looks like it may have been aberrational. The Patriots have been steady. They, they They gave away their first game. They never really had any doubts in the second game. I'm going to play the Patriots at home
2: minus three. I think that's the way to go. I'm leaning the same way, and it, once again, it does seem like what the hell is the guy's name? Uh... I'm just trying to find all the injury reports right now for the saints defense because i mean that was a bi- I, you have to think jeff that was a big part of last week i was stupid enough to go with the saints every smart person i know both of you two included pazola cam everyone around ended up taking the panthers raza took the panthers and i was like no, no no the saints the saints have this don't worry about it but turns out not having like any of your coordinators and half your defense gone it's not going to be great for your prospects but realistically it was the offense that sucked and you, does it get any better against this Patriots team that's been pretty good so far?
3: A lot of people are criticizing Mac Jones because he's just been throwing the ball short, but the Patriot way is literally taking what the defense gives you. That's why they essentially drafted him. They trust him to do what they tell him to do and to take what the defense gives you. Brady won multiple Super Bowls, Pat, before they let him do what he wanted. So you think Mac Jones is going to come in here and do what he wants? No. The play is to do what the defense gives you. And now they're giving them the short stuff. I saw him throw enough deep passes at at Alabama accurately to know he can um, do that. But the injury report matters here. I, I liked him and, and leaning Patriots simply because I came into the year planning to bet the saints once they got relocated or to pick on them. And like a lot of people, I got week one wrong and, um, but I stuck with it last week and I don't know, I still think they're in a, in a very weird, in a weird spot. And I don't think the Patriots are a team to be playing in such a weird spot. What concerns me about the Patriots, as I kind of said a couple games ago, I forget the situation. I think it was Arizona having to play the Rams. It's technically not like a rival or a should be a look ahead game, but the Patriots friends, they play the Buccaneers next week. And that the NFL is going to build that is bigger than anything we've seen in some time. So that's a big one. And that's as big a look ahead spot as you could probably think about on the calendar right now. But the spread is short enough where I'm going to trust the Patriots just to be uh, able to execute this one better and healthier. By
2: the time Sunday comes around, if I do see the injury report for the Saints and you know the the center's back their defense is back and you know all the coordinators are back i might have a different take on it because i can't imagine many people are going to the window with them just belichick seems like basically what he did to zoomer zach last week and what he does to rookie quarterbacks feels like he should be able to do that same thing to Jameis, where just goat Jameis into throwing horrible picks to you and i'm gonna go with you guys and go with new england You're getting
3: plus
1: 350 at DK Sportsbook for the Patriots to win the AFC East right now. If you believe, as I do and Pat does, that something seems off in Buffalo, then there is tremendous value on that.
2: I mean, I I wouldn't say that it's not a value-type bet. I would agree with you that plus 350 to win the AFC East would be a value at this point. I still think that the Bills win the division. The Bills are treading enough water and still playing well enough to win games like that's that's almost the mark of a good team at some point that when they do click that it's going to be game over for a lot of these guys okay jeff do you do you have any take on plus
3: 350 uh that's not uh no i'm not really there yet i'm still high on on the bills i'm not i'm not deviating off that Although the Damian Harris fumble, they're 2-0, and and you could even look at, like, they're supposed to be 2-0, and and maybe this line even feels a little short this week.
2: Well, I mean, they, they lost week one to Tua, and you can credit the Damian Harris fumble, but the only reason that they ended up in the lead in that game was for a horrendous roughing the passer call that extended their drive, and that's how they scored their touchdown. Like, they had a lot of problems moving the ball to the end zone on Miami. They played a lot of bend-but-don't-break defense that week, almost like they had the Patriots. Play defense a lot of the times, especially during those Super Bowl years where it's like, oh, yeah, they give up a ton of yards. But once it gets in close, all of a sudden they're just a much better defense. That's how Miami looked in week one. So to think that, you know, you call them like, hey, they're going to win the division because the Bills are off. I mean, this is the same team that like, couldn't beat Miami. So,
3: and uh, let's just confirm for record stated, you know, for PME to a record, two is one and oh, this year as a starting quarterback, uh, correct? Correct.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah just we got to make that clear before there's any. Oh, no, no. He's one and one. He's one and one as a starter this year.
1: He started that game against uh, Buffalo. So if he gets credit for wins and games he didn't play in the second half, then he sure as heck gets gets the the the, the scorn for losses when he didn't play in the second uh,
3: half. Jacoby played most of that game. I think he gets the the, the oh, official the official
1: stats. I know what you're trying to do here, but uh it won't work on me.
2: I'm not going to get riled up about that. Indianapolis and Tennessee. Do we know if Wentz is playing or not? Because they have a line out. It's minus five and a half for the Titans. Forty-eight is the over/under. We might see. I keep forgetting. It's not Easton says Jacob Easton, Jacob Eason. who really had eyes for Jalen Ramsey last week on his like first pass of the game. And That was just very impressive stuff. But maybe if he ends up in uh, Wentz, almost became the first quarterback I've ever seen to throw two shovel pass interceptions in a game. Like, I don't know what. If he just took the sacks in some of these spots, like I had been complaining, I've just been, maybe I'm just just shitting on Indy way too much, but I was complaining that he didn't have the mobility to escape any of this pressure anymore like he used to. And that used to be such a big advantage to him. Now he has, like, at least last week against the Rams, he had a bit more mobility to shake off the defenders. But every time he tried to shake off a defender, he also tried to make a hero throw on all of them. And it all just, every time, you had to close your eyes and hope it wasn't picked off. So. I don't really know. I assume he's less mobile with two sprained ankles at this point, even if he does play. Feels like a Titans route, but I don't know. Are the Titans more the team we saw last week or the team we saw in week one? They went back to the play action that we saw from last year. It was 10% in week one. It was 33% in week two. And even when they were down in the game, they didn't deviate from getting the ball to Derrick Henry, and that really worked out in their favor so that he wasn't uh, written out of the game script even when seattle was up by a bunch and seattle just went into stall mode the entire time when it felt like they could have just kept pressing 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 because it doesn't feel like tennessee can stop anyone division game five points seems like a lot but uh, even if wentz plays jeff how healthy is he gonna be
3: That's a fair question. Pardon me for the theory of, because I do think the Colts are a good team. Get Jacob Eason in there. I wouldn't even mind betting them in that respect, Pat. Frank Wright, desperate team, great coach. I almost want this spread. I'm going to, I want the spread to get as high as it possibly can, but I'm going to pick Indy this week. It was
2: five. It opened at five. It's five and a half now. I have to assume that if they name Wentz the starter, they haven't done that at the time that we're recording this. That the line might go back down to five. But isn't it very possible? Isn't it it kind of weird that they're looking at this team? You're like, yeah, we don't really care who starts. Isn't that kind of a statement on Carson Wentz? Quite large. Because normally this game would just be off the board. And when we get to the Miami game, it's kind of the same thing. And maybe you guys were right all along. that maybe there is no difference between Tua and Jacoby Brissett.
1: Les Titans in this game. We're going to tease through zero. I'm so confident in that. Really? Yeah. Win this game. And I mean, it certainly doesn't end the AFC South. But I mean, the Colts would be 0 3. The Titans would be 2 and 1 and beating them already. It uh, could be over very, very quickly for Indianapolis if they lose this game. And I, and I expect them to. Uh, the Titans went back to the formula that works for them. And even though they got down big, they showed they can come back from a big deficit this week, uh, last week, which is very encouraging because, of course, they could not do such a thing against Arizona. They had to – I'm very – I felt the best about any team last week other than the Ravens. I felt the best about the Titans' performance uh, last week because they really came out and established themselves as, again, one of the better teams by, by showing up after having taken a lot of scorn the week previous – yeah. Give me the Titans here. I think they win the game by, by touch.
2: Man, I'm going through these games so far and there's not one that I feel like betting. Maybe that's a good thing that I'm just going to save myself some money this week and just hammer down on the games that I like, but I'll take Indy to cover the five and a half. It just, I, I can't, it, a lot of these picks this week are just, I can't imagine like with Jacksonville, I should have almost taken Detroit cause I can't imagine who's betting on Detroit this week and just start gobbling up these points. But again, maybe you're right, Jeff, if, if Wentz is the starter or Eason's the starter and that's announced, maybe more people end up betting on the Titans until this gets up to a touchdown and then something completely different. So I'll take Indy with you. The coin and Tim both take Tennessee, Washington, and Buffalo. When Raza and I did the like early spreads and just talking about them on the Sunday evening show, this one just seemed too big. Washington's not as good i think as we thought especially their defense but it does feel like they're going to exclusively play in close games i really like washington and buffalo here not for the outright win but to cover this eight so that, that's the first one i feel good about at least i can't imagine a single team
1: i would lay eight points against washington with right now given the way that i think that yeah they're a tough out every week they they have all the sort of pieces that you would want to play close games they have fantastic defensive players uh, I think Hanky's fine. like I like I like him. I think he's a pretty reasonably decent quarterback. Uh, they're coming off the mini buy. Buffalo is feeling great about themselves again. I think it's a close game. I, I would pick Buffalo to win, but I would not pick Buffalo to cover the numbers. So you're gonna give me more than a regularly converted touchdown. I am going to take the Washington football
2: team. All right The coins on the bills here jeff but yeah washington seems like the crappier version of buffalo but not so crappy that they should be 8 point dogs
3: yeah i don't know i think that's a nice compliment for washington because they don't have the ability to like get to a certain point threshold that i would call you a poor man's buffalo potentially but i agree um i'm taking the points i actually i put the like i made a washington um, teaser with the Chargers when they were a touchdown and, and Carolina, like quickly out of the gate. So I have it to a big number. Am I worried the Bills could boat race it? Absolutely. But you guys said it's like, as a whole seems like a lot of points versus Washington but you did key on something Pat. Washington in some ways feels like a bit of a disappointment through two weeks and not, not because of the record is one and one, but we haven't seen that D line overwhelm anyone yet. And we're all kind of talking about it and excited about it. And chase young being talked about the next great, like the next greatest thing ever on defense. And he's been really quiet for two games. So it'd be nice to see him come out of his shell this season. I am expecting a a close football game. You guys sort of put it on the head as to why we expect Washington to just play tight all year.
2: There's also two other factors at play here, and I kind of pointed it out before. The Bills' offense seems out of sorts compared to what they were a year ago. And I do think they get back to that level. Will it be this week? Maybe. Uh, I'm obviously betting against that happening. But is the Bills' defense really good, or do Pittsburgh and Miami have terrible offenses? Impossible to know yet. Because that could be a thing, too, where Buffalo might just win games 24-3 to every week. Yeah, I mean, that's fair point. I, I don't know. We need more case evidence.
3: There is nothing. I am more curious to find out about maybe in this entire league, and we'll get there, I guess, when we get there. But in trying to figure out, like the you know, Steelers beat Buffalo, but then they don't even—they're not even a pass over the top versus versus the Raiders. And Baltimore didn't have DB or didn't have receivers. They don't really pass anyway. So it's like, okay, I need to see someone play the Raiders and beat them over the top. And I'm shocked. Pittsburgh couldn't.
2: Well, it's not like, Pittsburgh, um, so I don't know but, what but, to but, make but, of Pittsburgh, but, but Pittsburgh wasn't moving. It's they weren't moving. They couldn't really move the ball against the Raiders. They definitely couldn't move the ball against the bills, but they played good defense. Cause they had a healthy defense week one a non-healthy defense in week two, when everyone got scratched right before the game and then Watt ended up leaving, but I mean, they beat the bills on a blocked punt. Like that was essentially how the game turned and that was all the scoring they needed. So I I don't know.
3: Most NFL games are decided by one or two plays and you block a punt for a touchdown. That's, you know, that's the margin, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to read. It's hard to read some of these teams. You want to panic. You look at schedules. You don't want to, freak out you know i think you know there's something i might freak out about with the next team but i try to stay calm at times so i don't know all
2: right next game's atlanta and the giants giants are three point home favorites 48 and a half is the over under you got danny fums he's running around fumbling the ball but also getting to the outside and running past the defense if you want to see an offense that looks out of sorts it's the falcons offense because Again, for like three drives a game, they look like the Falcons that you would play with in Madden. It's like, oh my God, how does anyone ever stop this? And then they're just god-awful. The rest of the time, like, they're just very confusing. Like, Matt Ryan was running RPOs last week for two-point conversions. They essentially threw the same pick six twice against Tampa. I mean, obviously, the Giants' defense isn't as good as the Bucks' defense, especially up front. And maybe you'll see a different game plan from the Falcons last week where they knew they weren't going to be able to run the ball against the Bucks, So they just threw every single time, a lot like Dallas did in week one. That's how teams are going to play the Bucks. But maybe they can get back to actually running the ball a little bit more, creating some more balance in their offense, uh, not just having guys you know, bracket coverage Calvin Ridley and just bump Kyle Pitts off the line. And even doing so, those guys were still effective in this game. I like the Falcons to cover on the road, plus three. I, I think that their defense, they got to Brady a few times last week. And If they can get to Brady and through that Bucks offensive line, they can most definitely get to Daniel Jones. You start bringing the pressure on Daniel Jones, he's going to give you some points at some point, so... I'll just grab the points with the Falcons and be on my way, Tim.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying. This game to me is like, how is best to describe it? This is essentially, you show up to Burger King and all they have are different types of chicken sandwiches and you have to pick which of the terrible chicken sandwiches you want to eat. Uh, Cause you hate them both, but like you're going to get the regular chicken sandwich or the spicy one. They're both awful. Chicken but, sandwich. Uh, but which one is less awful. And in this case, God help me laying three points of the giants is the less awful option, uh, which is the regular chicken sandwich, not the spicy one. And so uh that's the way we're going. I am not going to bet this game. Wouldn't consider putting this game on eight tickets. Uh, I suspect on Sunday, this will be the game that's on our smallest screen. And uh
3: yeah, I'll uh, take uh, New York. I think it if could be bumped for the Ryder Cup.
2: Yeah, it could be bumped for the Ryder Cup. Well, well I mean, last week there was... We only have seven TVs mounted on the wall, plus another TV, which is into a cable box, which is propped up by the setup. And then for, like, Texans-Browns last week, we just had, like, I hooked up my computer with a monitor on it. Uh, and same as Jacksonville and Denver. It's like, those are the really small screens. Maybe we won't even do that this week. We just leave them off. If one of the game gets out of hand and one of these games is close, we can go to it. I couldn't imagine betting Atlanta plus three. I feel like I would just bet the Atlanta money line if I was going to take Atlanta.
3: And a lot of the money seems to be on Atlanta in this game. So there's a big stink on the Giants. And I do predict. Where, where, shocking where, enough are,
2: you, where are you seeing that at?
3: I see 71% of the money.
2: Like, well, like, do you trust those things? Because I feel like that's misleading from time. No, to time.
3: yeah, they can be a little misleading. And it's so early in the week. And the number of total bets is so small right I'm now on this game pad on. that it's the handle
1: on this game has got to be the lowest of the week.
2: It's a small, it's a very no, small handle. No, but... no, 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 no. I I would say that it is, where was it? It was a game we've already talked about. Arizona Arizona, and Jacksonville.
3: Yeah. You're right, the Giants, betting's legal in their home state of Jersey. Um, so when I say, like, a team to panic about, you know, maybe the quest for 0-17 ends this week for the New York football Giants. They've played maybe the two toughest, like had the two toughest defensive schedule to start the year with Washington and Denver. Um, we got to see a bit of life last week. They got a few more days. This I think would be a game that if Saquon doesn't really get going, people will really start to freak out. Like you kind of not a free pass, but you sort of accept your fate maybe facing Washington or facing Denver, but this is the one they've got to sort of get going. Atlanta has been probably the most disappointing team of the season for me. Not so much in the win-loss record, because I'm not shocked that they have yet to win a game, but but they've looked horrible. And as you said it, Pat, it almost did look like they called the exact same play and threw multiple interceptions with it. I mean, that's alarming. And, and that's alarming. A lot of weird stuff is happening there right now.
2: I think that they've played a pretty tough schedule themselves. I think the Eagles are good, and they lost to the Eagles, and they played the Bucs. I mean, Denver is one thing. Washington's another thing. I'd actually say that Atlanta's played the tougher teams so far, and I don't know. Just in a game between two teams that are pretty mediocre, like, why wouldn't I just take the points? This is the way I'm kind of leading. It's the same thing I did with the Giants and Washington last week. I was like, these teams seem— I
1: just can't take Atlanta again. That's why. I just can't take Atlanta again.
2: Okay, there we go. So Atlanta money line might... Do, I'm going to write that one down. ATL money line. I agree like, with you on that. ATL money Moneyline's much smarter than the plus three. Well, if you want to take the plus three, if you want to take the spread and give yourself that field goal, I would say I am... I can see people gravitating towards the Falcons <laughs> as the week goes along, Jeff, that I can see this dropping to two and a half.
3: Yeah, that wouldn't shock me. It's hard to go to the window and want to put money on the New York Giants. They're a... Um, you know, there's not very good perceptions about the Giants. I don't know. Both these teams have such a stank on them right now. I don't know. I'm taking the giants. Owen, the, the quest for Owen 17 ends with a win and a cover. Okay. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. I don't
2: have an update as of yet on the defensive injuries for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but now there's rumblings that like Ben might not play and he's really banged up. I've, kind of made this commitment to myself right now. I, I think Tambo and I were talking about it on Sunday. It's just noodle arm Ben bet his passing unders. And if the Steelers are more than a field goal favorite bet against them, if they're less than a field goal favorite bet on them. And now they are more than a field goal favorite. I will blindly take the Bengals in Pittsburgh, Jeff.
3: I'm with you. I'm with you. They, they, they can't, uh, they have injuries on defense. Ben seems to be getting pressure, um, constantly, I am not betting on Pittsburgh right now. I don't I don't know. I think we might look back at I suspect we might be looking back in a couple months and just being like, how on earth did they beat Buffalo on the road? How'd if they do that. If their defense is healthy, they're still going to be a good team.
2: It's just if you now have to rely on Ben to win you games, it just doesn't seem like he has it in the tank. And Their line not being able to block is more than certainly not helping in this spot. Like Burrow basically threw the Bengals out of the game against the Bears and they still almost won that game like by the time it was over. So it just feels like all these Pittsburgh games are going to be super low scoring, super close and come down to seven points or three points. It's going to be within a score. And I think that Cincinnati's offense is good enough that they can put up points here. And then I don't trust the Steelers enough to put up a ton of points either like i could see cincinnati winning this game but i'll just be happy with the plus three and a half Tim. oh i'll be betting money line i think atlanta bengals money line
3: no just the bengals not atlanta,
2: atlanta bengals money line atlanta bengals chargers money line parlay no, no. with the usa
3: no 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 <laughs> Tim, what you got
2: Yeah, I have the
1: Steelers. The Bengals haven't won a game at Pittsburgh since 2015. And this is just – the defense is still very good for uh, Pittsburgh. I think the Bengals are still a work in progress and still a little uh, – not not quite sharp uh, where they need to be. I expect them to make a couple of darn mistakes, and I expect Pittsburgh to to capitalize. I would play the under of 44 in this game. I think it's a dour 13-6 to type of game. But the Steelers, I think, are quickly appreciating that if they're going to win this year, they're going to be like the 2015 Broncos with Manning's last ride that you can't really depend on the quarterback to do much. You just hope he doesn't make dumb mistakes. You lean on your defense and you hope that you can get some uh, some spark out of the running game. If Najee Harris is going to have a big game, I think this may be it. Uh, I, I expect him to be on the field for every snap again. And it feels like that they're building to something and he's going to have a big game and here at home against the Bengals, when people are starting to say, Hmm, that was a real weird loss to the Raiders. Maybe Pittsburgh's not that great after all. I think they, they come back and they, they
2: knock the Bengals out. This has to be the most pathetic early set of games that I can remember of us doing this show. Like this is horrible. This is a bad slate
3: of games. Chargers, Chiefs. Yeah. like Chargers Chiefs get the big screen, baby.
2: Yeah. Well, well, can you say, can you help us set that up here? Chargers Chiefs most definitely gets the big screen. So that gets the 75 inch. So let's get red zone. will have to be allocated to one of like the actual TVs just to keep tabs on like the, like what's the second best game. Saints Patriots, Washington, Buffalo. Colts Titans. That's not a good game. No. All these games are really sad.
1: Well, maybe they're doing their network partner, NBC, a solid by
3: not drawing too many eyes away from uh, from whistling straights. Honestly, just just because you get to see Justin Fields start, like yeah. that game would need a prime TV for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, we have seven we can do. so. We'll, and Patriots we'll eight.
3: and the Patriots and then the Steelers. So those are, yeah.
2: I mean, is Cincinnati Pittsburgh really like a? I, I would almost put on Atlanta Giants just to see if it's because that, no. that game reeks of 13 to eight or something, or 51 50. Yeah, I
1: know. Or, or 51-50. I'm so invested in the Bengals offense in our keeper league that I really like to see them play. <laughs>
2: well you can you can call that out there's no jets on, on this slate so you actually get a chance no, to watch was. all the games I, for
1: once you don't get to play at five o'clock very often so it's a rare sort of like rest period for the early games
2: all right well that's the early slate of games that brings us to the midway point of the show meaning it's time for a mini cussed corner Cuss
0: corner it's Cuss corner Cuss corner it's Cuss corner he's got the hottest stakes with the highest stakes he should be president of the United States, but it's Cuscona. It's Cuscona. Cuscona.
2: <laughs> That's not what people are called. Jeff, I teased this on the Ryder Cup show a day ago, but as it came out, we learned this weekend is that. When Tim goes to the gym and takes a shower, that there's shampoo in, and conditioner in, like, you, you press it, you put it in your hand, and then you wash your hands. It's really low-grade shampoo and conditioner. But Tim brings his own bottles of shampoo, goes into the shower, and fills up his shampoo with them, and then takes them home. And then a story changed, like, three hours into getting made fun of that, oh, no, he just keeps them in case that they're out of them and keeps them in his gym bag. So he's lying, and it is one of the lowest things I've ever heard of. Do I get to defend
3: myself? Did you steal toilet paper from from work? Because I used to work somewhere with Cam. He
1: did that. Absolutely not. Let me give my fulsome explanation of this story because it's not being told. I don't think in a fair way. Like, well, it
3: makes you come off as really low grade. I'm just putting let, that out there.
2: Let me. Yeah, hold my, hold, my, hold, hold, my hold, hold on. Let me set the trailer for you from the man who steals <laughs> packages of jam from the table at restaurants and puts them in his man purse. Now his new trick, stealing shampoo from gyms.
1: So let's wind back the clock like a year and a half. <laughs> I went to the gym. I worked out. I went to have a shower. There was one stall available. I went into the stall. There was no body wash or soap. There was just conditioner. So I had to shower my whole self with conditioner uh, that afternoon. And I swore this was never going to happen again.
2: Oh, my God. And
1: then because I have several bottles of hotel shampoo at my place. Which you also steal. I am a paying customer and the shampoo is there for people who are in the hotel rooms to use. So I bring
2: didn't. but you don't use them in the hotel room. You,
1: it's mine. And in the days of COVID, those get thrown out anyway, uh, whether but, they're touched or not, but so you anyway, didn't,
2: but, you, so but hold, hold on, hold, hold, on hold on. Did you do this before COVID or no? Pardon me? Were you doing that so, like, before COVID hotel, or no? You
1: know I was taking bottles of shampoo home from the hotels in the rooms that I stayed that I am allowed to take home with. Yes, of course I did. Everybody does that. It's
2: very strange if you don't. No, they don't. A lot so, of people do that, but continue.
3: You take but, home coffee filters too from the hotel He room? steals the, the sewing coffee, kit
2: and he's not, put it this way, Tim's not allowed too. to use scissors. He can only use safety scissors because it's just too dangerous for him. Yet he's stealing sewing kits, stuff he's not it's allowed his, to use. It's mine. Yeah, like, at our friend's wedding a few years ago,
1: he had in the men's and ladies' room this big basket of toiletries for people to <laughs> And I waited till the end of the night. Now, I, I had eyed the stuff in that basket. There was mouthwash. There was uh, toothpicks. There was some good stuff. In was this there. my uh, wedding, Tom's? No, at, 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 at our friend Tim's Toothpicks? Wedding. So everything, yeah. I waited Gum. until the end of the night, and then at the end of the night, when we were everything was wrapping up, I went in the washroom and I took what I wanted because, like, it was there to be used by people. So I, anyway, people do that; it's not weird. So because I had gone through this gym experience where I had to shower with just conditioner, I swore that I'd never let that happen to myself again. So the next time I went to the gym, I filled up a little mini hotel bottle full of the body wash and shampoo and kept it in my gym bag so that in such a circumstance again, where I don't have this soap or shampoo available to me or there's very little and I'm not sure whether I'm going to have, I have enough. And so I've got a couple of bottles in my bag filled up to use. Now, is it the case that I've run out of soap at home before for an evening and have used it in a pitch? Yes. But that's not the reason I'm doing it. I have a, doing it I have a question. Have an emergency amount there so that if I have to use and also it kind of makes me feel kind of gross to be touching the pump when I know that oh my the God. person who has just touched it has been all sweaty and in there and like so I kind of prefer to have my little little mini bottle but it's with their shampoo and soap so that I can ensure that when I go to the gym I have the shampoo and soap that should be there for me. It's not that weird it's been mischaracterized as something strange but I think the way I've explained it is very reasonable. And I think the people would find it very reasonable.
2: I like that you've practiced this speech at home since you've actually had this conversation in real time with us because all the details have changed from when you first told us this. That's uh, not true. Yeah, it, it is completely true. I just wasn't expressing <laughs> myself you, 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 very You level. can add... Oh, so that's what it was. You, you were just misconstrued by telling yes, us something thought, completely different. Okay, yourself. sure. Okay, that's one thing. So Tim is using the nut like... you. you you said that Cam used to steal toilet paper, right, Jeff? And like that's probably like the lowest grade toilet paper that you can get. This is the lowest grade shampoo yeah. that you can get. Additionally, you don't have to have soap to shower at the gym. You ever heard like of a hockey shower? Like when you just get really sweaty, you don't need to shampoo your hair or condition your hair. You can just go wipe the sweat off your body. It's your sweat Tim. It's not like you're, it's wild. not it's not that you're dirty. It's just that you're sweaty. You can wipe the sweat no, off yourself, no, no
1: problem. No. I have told you before, there's no better feeling on God's green earth than being fully showered with soap and shampoo and coming out of that shower. And I am not going to change out of dirty gym clothes into clean clothes and get in my clean car, all sweaty and not properly. But why would you still be? Why would you still be sweaty? You've taken the shower. Well, no, but that's not really a shower. If I'm just rinsing it, you you think I've washed off all the residual sweat and everything standing under the water? No, yes, the yes, 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 you do.
2: You you wipe Power off all of the residual sweat when you go out and wash yourself off the towel. And I and am... realistically, what you want to be doing, if you've actually worked up a sweat at the gym, is walk in there, turn it as cold as it can be, smash yourself in the head with it, it wipes you clean, and it closes all your pores so you stop sweating. Well, that's more of a steam room thing. When I...
3: How much are you sweating doing chin-ups off a, off a stool?
2: <laughs> all right, all right, Jeff. Like,
1: this version is not off a stool. It's an actual machine. Secondly, I am pretty darn sweaty when I've had a good workout at the gym and I need to be clean. And so the day that I had to wash myself with conditioner, I felt clammy and sticky and gross and I had to shower the second I got home. And so there's nothing wrong. In fact, it's a plus EV tip in a world where, you know, you may very well find that your gym shower has not been filled with the soap and conditioner. Get a little tiny hotel bottle and have some on hand in your gym bag just in case they've run out for you. There's nothing wrong with it. It's like you, if you have towel
2: service at your gym, you should still carry an extra towel. Why would I ever towel. carry? Why would I ever carry a towel with me when they have towel service at the gym? Just in case they are out of towels when you
1: get there because they're in the middle of a wash load or something. It it is always uh, listen. An ounce of prevention is Tim, better. Tim, all you need
2: to do if they're ever out of towels at the gym just walk out of the shower and just go dry your balls off on the fucking you press the thing i've seen i've done it i've seen people do it i I have never seen that i would
1: be (laughs) called if i saw that i would be flabbergasted if i saw that i i i i i I just don't know what i would say I, i would just be agape thinking oh my god what is going on i get furious when people take a seat nude on the benches it's a fucking
2: gym. bench to sit on what, what do you think it's there for
1: when you are nude you're supposed to lay your towel down on the bench first before you place your your rear end on it. I, it's
2: my fault that i forgot your you? fucking howard hughes you're basically no, leo at the not? end of the aviator like with his piss in a bottle i can't let my precious really? piss you go down to the toilet
1: you want to sit on benches that somebody moments or minutes ago may have
2: sat down upon nude i i don't tim i'm not it doesn't bother regular people you're a fucking i didn't realize like you're like germ your germophobia was like who are you howie mandel no it's not it's it's not that strange
1: it's like you get on an airplane the first thing you do is you wipe down the tray table when what? you use the what? <laughs> yes i was taught that at a young age the first thing you do is take out your uh your uh Your your uh, Lysol wipe and you wipe down the tray table. Who's carrying Lysol wipes with them? I carry Lysol wipes when I travel uh, on planes and stuff because I want to be able to wipe down stuff that a thousand people have touched. Oh my god! Uh, Anyway, my point is, you were trying to mischaracterize what I was doing. No, I wasn't. You've
2: changed your story from what you told us. I hadn't
1: accurately explained myself. You guys heard that I filled up my bottle, which you said you
2: didn't. Brought that you said you used it in your shower at home your words everyone I heard it been and been now you're asking, saying no that's not what i said you misunderstood
1: In an emergency
2: yes you asked me
1: have you ever used it at home and i said Yeah, because there have been one or two times in an emergency where i realized oh my goodness i'm out of soap oh my goodness no. i'm out of conditioner and i've used the mini bottle for that but the reason i have the mini bottle and replenish it when it gets low is so that i always have on hand some soap from the gym that i can use in the gym if they're out it's i'd
3: boring. be willing to bet You've used it at home to the point it's empty, and you've had to refill well, it at the gym. Absolutely.
1: Well, yes, because I'm using that entire <laughs> bottle when I'm having a shower. No, but how <laughs> so much? I have to use how that, much uh, soap that, do you use in the shower? I'm scrubbing the skin cells off because I want them gone because they're dirty, and I'm getting my I I shampoo twice. It says to lather, to rinse, and repeat. And people don't repeat. You should repeat. You're supposed to wash your hair twice. Is what the shampoo bottle I, I believe strongly in this because I would prefer not to have frayed ends and to have you know hair that looks bad. I take some pride in my appearance. I take some pride. You, oh, in throw, throw
2: up the picture
3: already. Throw looks up like the
2: picture. A... Throw up the picture, Paul, of him on Sunday taking pride in your appearance. You're looking yes, like a, you're I looking do... like a fucking lavender lady coming in.
3: Your hair looks like Estelle Getty and you're worried about frizzy ends?
1: <laughs> it does not look like Estelle Getty. The year was 1902. It was Sicily. Uh, anyway, I'm right about this. I'm right about all of this. You know I'm right. You thought you had me, but in the end, I, I got you.
2: It's you, this paper bag. You changing your story makes it like even more pathetic at this I point. But Jeff, J- my, Je- yes, you yes, you did. Yes, you shut up, Jeff, Jeff. The question is for you. How is it that Tim too rich can't just buy his own soap?
3: Yeah. I, it's such a weird, he keeps. Yeah. I don't know. It's awkward. Cause that's part of not your low. soap. it's part of your dues.
1: And I want to, it's use not, the no, soap. No, it is
3: not a part of your
2: dues. It's not. You're there to use the equipment. They provide a shower facility for you. You're you always think this. Just you have to take everything from it, and you're costing these poor businesses all this money. I'm not costing them money by having the soap in my
1: in my gym bag to use there if they're out. But There's you just said that you're not doing it, and we know that's not true because you've changed your story on it. No, no, I haven't changed. What happened was you were heard that I take and put soap from the dispenser into a bottle and you invented in your mind what
2: you thought i had Paul, to have been Paul you might have to come in here and clear this up for us cuz you were there Tambo was there all of our friends were there they heard it you're lying
1: <laughs> no what well, I-, I realized that i was being misunderstood and i was trying to clarify the situation because you guys were having way too much fun with Yeah, so the way- so you too- said
2: what you said. You got mocked about it for an hour and a half. Then oh no no no, that's not actually what I said.
1: I said I was being misunderstood and I'm glad I've had this opportunity to clarify the truth. And there's nothing wrong with having some soap on hand from the gym that way if you go into the stall, you are and you have and there is no soap, you can use it. Now, I've been fortunate not to have to use it in that circumstance really. But uh, it's a good it's idea. Of line it's going on disorder.
2: here is absolutely absurd, Tim. You said they they owe it to me because I pay my dues. So you bring your own bottle and fill up your jug with their shampoo, and I'm like, that's not what it's there for. Like you're supposed to use what you need to use. But for I'm using it for so the gym. The next person comes in and they can use it.
1: But I'm using it for the gym. Like I have good soaps at home. Are you kidding me? I have ivory, I have dub, I have body shop stuff. I don't use gym stuff at home as a rule unless I just like run out of everything or like the bar of soap in my opinion is a little too grimy and it should be thrown out. Like I, I said, I put the soap in the little mini hotel bottles. Yes, I do do that, but I do it so that I have it in my gym bag to use if they're out because it
2: can happen. So Jeff, yeah, as you can see by both Paul and I and how you know we actually heard what was going on. Um this is the same Tim who hit himself in the head a whole bunch and then seconds later didn't realize that he had hit himself in the head and then I showed him a video and he goes, Oh, I don't even remember doing that. And it was a minute later. That's true.
1: I did not recall hitting myself on the head. Listen
3: I it's been reported back to me that I've beaten the shit out of myself watching games before. So I don't I can't I Really, I've woken up with a sore jaw and it's from my own. But you have that video
2: slapping you yourself. That's true. Jeff, you have the best hair I know. Would you put this sort of shampoo in your hair?
3: No, I would just do what you did, Pat. I like I, unless I had to be somewhere like immediately after. No, but I would do the quick just just shower rinse, like a hard rinse, and get home and and worry about it, about it later. I don't know. Tim needs to be clean, like I'll shower it up for the McDonald's drive through on the way home from the gym.
1: It's about having some pride in oneself and being comfortable. There it is. That guy. Pride in your appearance. That looks great. A purple polo and a pair of, uh, a pair of rose-colored uh, shorts.
3: That looks great. I actually, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, it's pretty good for Tim, to be honest. Yeah, pretty good Bye for much.
2: Tim because he doesn't have a t-shirt tucked into basketball shorts. Going out in public, sorry, okay. a po- sorry, a polo tucked into basketball shorts. But, but my, did my you mistake.
3: say you you take the coffee filters from hotel rooms?
2: I take all the coffee
1: stuff from hotel rooms. They <laughs> expect you to use it, and they're going to throw it out anyway if you don't use it. So take it home. Oh. Waste not, want not. That's what I was taught.
3: It's not yours to take.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. When you are the the client at the hotel, the. The soaps, the shower caps, the sewing kits. The if
3: costumes. everyone acted like you, we would be in a problem. That's just.
1: Those are all for the customer to take. A, they expect you to take those things home. That's why they come into the room when you. No, leave, they're prepared you
3: for to you it. to take them, but they don't expect you to take You're it all. you like, to take them.
1: I'm not. It's like like saying, "Oh, let's take the sh- the the the, uh, the shower curtain down." Oh, or I like that bedspread. Let's take that home. No, no, no. But you You've are- thought about it. No, never, but you're completely within your rights to do that. And, and you're also allowed to go ask the front desk if they have stuff for you. For example, I've asked the front desk before, do you have any toothpaste? And they've given me toothpaste. Yeah, did, in case did, I did, toothpaste did you need, hold did on, you need- on. I've done hold on. that
3: because I didn't have toothpaste. Yes. I didn't
1: do that on my way out to take home. Well, no, no, I did it when I got there just in case I ran out of toothpaste. Why would
0: you be running have- out
1: of toothpaste? You brought toothpaste. Yeah, but I, you know, it's one of those tubes where you can't tell how much you got in there. And I also don't like to, like, scrape the toothpaste tube. I kind of find it gross. Like, once it gets to, like, a quarter, I chuck it and buy a new one. What? So I just don't like it, right? So you're the most,
2: you were the same person who was telling people that they waste water when they turn it on to let it get hot before they get in. And you're throwing away half tubes of toothpaste? Like a quarter or an eighth like when it gets down to it i don't like having to like
1: squeeze that last little bit of toothpaste out of the tube you know use your thumbs to sort of like uh, compel the toothpaste roll it you roll it i don't want to roll it i shouldn't have to roll it i don't like that like when i can't just like efficiently just squeeze the tube like normal and it comes out if it doesn't do that you know what it's time for new toothpaste so anyway, have I asked for floss or toothpaste or whatever from the front desk on the I, off chance? I, I have chance never I, I have never seen you floss. Okay, well, I do. Do you I do it once a day? I don't do it twice a day, I only do it once a day. And I get the when I have my gold listerine at night and everything. Like it's all a part of my routine. And anyway, so I've asked for this stuff in the past and I've been given it, and I'm allowed to take it home with me. They've given it to me.
3: I don't see I what understand, but it's like I have lots of toothpaste, but now I'm going to go at the front desk. To it's ask mine. And then most of the time you just go home with unopened hotel things. Like you planned it like this.
1: Sometimes they have real good stuff. They have milled soaps and they have like French shampoos and conditioners. And I've already paid for the room and it's mine. So why can't I have it? And yeah. I can use the bottles you know, I can you know the three R's: reduce, reuse, recycle. Okay, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: the guy who's throwing out half tubes of toothpaste. Yes, you're you're very you're very conscious about reusing and recycling at the same how time. How upset yeah.
3: are you when you sit down at say like a diner table and the sugar or sweet and low packet thing is is low? Like there's not a, there's only enough for you for your current meal, not to stash in your purse. Okay, so I <laughs> I
2: don't have a purse
1: to stash things in but if i get to a table and things are low
2: i'll ask to be restocked well
1: i mean the, o- like the, the, o- the, the only, en- only
3: thing that's clearly more than enough for your like meal
2: the only well, thing yeah, that's not- low at that table is you pal i'm not taking sugars and sweetened lows well how did your uh, peanut butter turn out in our on our vacation
1: from the table I was going to take some home with me because you asked fat- for extra to take home
2: with you no, I asked for extra because I thought I may have leftovers. No, you and therefore- didn't. You did, that is not true. You asked for it and then you smiled at us and like, we're going to be like, ah, I'm just going to take this home with it because you had no leftovers.
1: It's
3: and like the toothpaste, isn't
2: it?
1: So then Pat took his fork and he jammed it into all the tooth, all the peanut butter packs so I couldn't take them home. You ruined them.
2: Well, they they're, they were for the tables. They were mine. I can do whatever I want with them.
1: They were for me. I
2: asked no, them. No, no, they, they were on the happy. table. Maybe I was going to uh, use them at a later date. I just need to make sure they got aerated first.
1: Yeah. Okay. You just did that to be mean and cause you thought it'd be funny, but it wasn't. You don't funny.
2: understand how this reflects on everyone you're at a table with. Do you? You have, you, 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 you have, you know. are not conscious of this whatsoever. I'm not an oblivious person. Oh, I'm really? aware of my
1: surroundings. I needed more peanut butter. For what? Hey, what, do, was, what did you what? need the more peanut butter for? For my toast, I like to use a lot of peanut butter. And we we I also, let
2: we let you use
1: the peanut butter for your toast. Your toast oh, was gone. You let me. Oh, how nice of you. You let. Oh, me.
2: I need these six That's extra packets for my toast. Do you? That's my business. You're making us business. look like assholes love- at this table. Like the waitresses no. are over there being like, "The fuck's wrong with this guy? Why is why you is he putting peanut butter into his purse?" Whatever
1: I'm doing, I'm like the ninety sixth least weirdest thing they're going to see on their shift, probably. Let's be honest. You're number one always. <laughs> oh
2: please, I'm a good customer, Jeff. Do your grandmas do this? Because I have one grandma who does this exact same thing, and everyone's like, "Yeah,
3: uh, we all had, we all had one that you know." But I'm doing it because I may have leftovers.
2: Like, I,
1: there's a you didn't have leftovers, always. but at that point I didn't know.
3: Well, I just remember like the sweet and low, like. I don't know if I have any at home, so I need to take like 12 of theirs. <laughs> no, I wouldn't
1: do that. I'm not doing it to restock my pantry. Yes, you are. That's exactly know, what you're man. doing. You're if doing it, it th- in my pantry, it's only because I didn't use it for leftovers. You have, the leftovers toothpaste
3: with, you have a toothpaste tube with 25% left in it, but you need a fresh one that will go home unopened.
1: You like squeezing the toothpaste out of a tube? You find that fun? I don't find that fun. I find that annoying and inconvenient. You but are such an elitist. I'm not an elitist. I'm a man for the commoners, for the people. You are an elitist who has the
2: lowest possible taste. It's a really weird juxtaposition. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I mean, it seems like you don't You don't realize much. So you not realizing this is not shocking.
1: I support the people and the people support me.
2: Is that why you're a member of the People's Party?
1: I am certainly not. But it sounds like you should be. for the people my point was i was right about the soap right about the condiments and the people will agree with me on this they'll understand i'm being very reasonable and that i've been portrayed incorrectly and that i had this opportunity to clarify things and now that i've clarified the situation it all makes sense
2: new york jets at the denver broncos we got (laughs) zoomers oh come
0: on
1: don't use that photo
2: on the thing
1: come on you can't you can't put the jets up right after a corner i need like i i, I need like a game to decompress uh so that before i i get fired
2: up again because i'm furious at Corey davis still did you know that uh zoomer zach didn't actually throw any picks that was his fault jeff it was Corey all davis- cor- it was all Corey davis's
1: fault the first two picks are on Corey davis the first one he doesn't fight back to the ball the second it goes through his hands now the third one is totally on zach and the fourth one got tipped. So, look, here's the situation. Zach played poorly, but it's because he has no time. Honestly, now I don't want this to sound crazy, but the quarterback that Zach reminds me the most of is Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> his, uh, he has.
3: Incredible- <laughs> I
0: didn't see that coming.
3: I I didn't see that coming. I thought you were gonna yeah. say
2: Ty Detmer.
3: I'm yeah, like, which which quarterback? Like, where are we going to take this thing? What comp is he making?
1: So the reason is, obviously he hasn't had Mahomes' success. But look, he's got incredible mobility, even though he's not a running quarterback. He can throw at strange angles, but he's a gunslinger and he takes risks. So he's had so few opportunities to step up and throw on these passes where he's rolling out. He's got an opportunity to finally throw the ball where he's not under complete duress. He is forcing the play. He's making a mistake. He's not, as a rookie, things that came easy at Brigham Young are not coming as easy in the pros. And these are things he has to learn. Yes, he's thrown five picks in two weeks. That is discouraging. But he's not a turnover-prone quarterback. Three of (laughs) of those four picks uh, were completely not on him. (laughs) Uh, they were running the ball really well and they got away from running the ball for reasons that I don't understand. Because they were down or, by 20 points? Yeah, but even before that, like that game was like within within two scores for the vast majority of it. And they were and then after the fourth pick, I really, really, really thought that Sala, like, again, this is another comp, but it like in a lot of ways, Zach Wilson's a lot like Patrick Waugh. He's a <laughs> who if you hang him out to dry, you risk ruining him as Montreal did against Detroit when they hung him out for eight or nine goals and then he asked to be left. You don't do that to your star if he has a bad game. After the fourth pick, at that point, the game is out of hand. You don't want to ruin Zach. You let him have, like like Salah's a rookie head coach, so he maybe doesn't know not to make this mistake. Put him on the bench and let the other quarterback have the rest of the game at that point. And then he comes back fresh the next week. Now, I will give Salah his props, He's got this
2: defense playing you, much better. You, another thing that maybe you just don't remember saying is when you said that maybe he should be fired on Saturday or on Sunday. I don't recall
1: saying that, <laughs> but so I can't defend myself. I will so, you're, from, so
2: you're allowed just to say whatever you want, pretend like you don't remember it and it's not your fault? I, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I didn't say it. I don't remember saying it. But look,
1: he's... On the defensive side of the ball, he's coaching up a team that's very talent poor, and he's done a pretty good job of it. Their performance against the Patriots and against the Panthers, I thought, was them playing above their heads. So I give him kudos for the way he's got this defense playing. That offense is not clicking, and it's not all Zach's fault. I mean, Zach actually played better again in the second half, but not as well as he played against the Panthers in the second half. You mean garbage time garbage time, Zach? He shy, made some ill-advised throws, throws, but he's a rookie, and like I said, even though maybe he doesn't have Mahomes' upside, I mean, we'll see, But he has so many of the same skill sets. And it reminds me of him in so many ways. And the way that really burned him on Sunday was the gunslinger, the the ill-advised throws where because he's so good, he can't imagine that his pass won't be completed. He's got to learn that in the pros, even great passes sometimes – don't work now if we transition over to this game
2: well he'll, hold on yeah. hold on a second jeff when he made his comparison of like who does he remind you of you could do the spider-man meme from this game to the other sidelines when he is pointing at backup denver quarterback drew lock because that's who zach wilson is
3: if anyone dare votes me as the most <laughs> insane person on this show that that would be a true crime. This because comes. I never compared. This comes up every week, and you're worried about it. Why is it that you keep
1: bringing this? Because you no, know you just gonna- compared Zach Wilson to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but I don't even know how to follow that up. I prefaced it by saying I know this will sound crazy,
2: but and I was making a caveated argument. But you are crazy, so that's a crazy comment. That that makes a
3: lot of sense. Lots of quarterbacks, like now, like we've seen tons of guys be mobile, evade something, and then make horrible decisions. Jay Cutler. That's not Patrick Mahomes.
1: Okay, but that's what I see in Zach. And so, I mean, I'm here to express what I see. To live your truth. You're living your truth. In this game, Denver has a great defense, and we need to run the ball a lot to have a chance to keep it close. I think that growing pains will come again. We'll tease Denver down, and we'll pick Denver to win and cover. I think this is a – going to mile high, this is a very, very tough spot for the
3: Jets. Will you score a touchdown? No. He's he's using the curse to his his advantage now. (laughs) I guess. Fangio versus rookie QBs, I saw him – make life incredibly difficult for a bunch of them last year, including ones that looked fantastic, better than rookies have looked this year. It's going to be a long, long day for the Jets. Um, A long road game, Denver surge on their schedule or not. doesn't matter. They'll have three in the win column after Sunday. And this one's by two touchdowns. Well,
2: this one's tough though, because I've never seen Denver really shut down Patrick Mahomes, Jeff.
3: All right. Look, I, I should know what, I,
1: I guess I shouldn't have said it. This is going to now turn into a thing where I make a very... What do you think it was
3: going to turn into?
1: Well, I thought it was actually a very apt comparison. And I also prefaced it by saying, I know this mouse, might sound crazy, but to let you know that I know that the reaction, if you aren't listening closely, will seem crazy. But then once I explain it, you're like, oh, okay. I see in this limited way how we sort of making some sense, but I can't do that. Right. As soon as I make that kind of comment, you guys just like pick it up and run that ball down the field and, and make everything out of it that you can. But again, the people will understand what a charitable and uncharitable reading of what I
3: said was. You no, know, I'll make fun of the people even when they try to use these stat graphics that make Tannehill look like he can be Mahomes. So, like, that's crazy. You're crazy. It's all crazy. So, Jeff, now,
2: when we go back to the cuss quarter and think about this shampoo thing, do you see how we may have taken what he said literally, because he told us (laughs) that, and then he thought he told us something different?
3: Perfect. You said Patrick Mahomes. No, no, not Patrick Mahomes. No, Patrick Mahomes. You guys watch. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I am going to take, I mean, can you not take Denver here? This game is a no bet, right, Jeff?
3: Yeah, you're allowed to do that, but make sure you're putting pride in that no bet, Pat. <laughs>
2: I'll take Denver, too. I mean, it's tough to beat Patrick Mahomes. I mean, 10 points. Why are you 10, points, get you. 10 points for Patrick, for 10 and a half points for Patrick Mahomes. That's tough. I
3: might oh, have God, to. Harper now. Oh.
2: Yeah, talk to Cam. Get some man acids. Tim was begging for Cam to be put on the ballot for craziest person. Talk- I just think now that he's a part of
1: the of, of the uh, of the rotation, there's nothing wrong with Cam being on the ballot too,
2: and we'll see where the votes go. But it's the crazy- Cam. He's not on this show. It's for this show. The show was the Pat Mayo Experience. Yeah, but this is its own show.
1: Yeah, but when we do golf picks or when we do the corner, all those things get on that show too. So it's not just this show. It's the Pat Mayo experience. And yeah, but, anything but, I say on any of your shows are obviously eligible for that show. Sure, but I, so, listen, the,
2: main, the main shows that we do, like the, the, the headline shows or the Me, You and Jeff shows. I agree.
1: But if it was you and I talking about the Oscars alone and I made a pick and something crazy happened, you think that that wouldn't find its way on the ballot?
3: Well, I'm not saying that
2: would be on the custody's ballot, but those are just more for you. Anyway, we're talking about craziest persons between you and Jeff and me and Gary and no me, Paul, you and Jeff. Those are the four nominees. I mean, it's up to Rob, how he wants to put people on the ballot,
1: but I'm saying if it were me lining up the ballot, I think it would be fun to have cam on there too.
3: Cam fully acknowledges he's insane and a pistol. And when him and his girlfriend, are out in public, it's just debauchery. (laughs) Like he doesn't hide that and pretend, no, this is normal. Like you do. But what I do is normal. To who?
2: Like, I'm, I'm not some fringe person. You are, you are a (laughs) fringe person. Like, uh, you know how, like some fringe people, like let's take the coin, for example. One of those crazy, like the coin's pretty crazy. I, I know this for a fact. It's, it's just insane. Uh, so maybe we can put the coin on the list, too. Maybe that can help you out a little bit in this vote. But, like, one side is you. The other side is, like, QAnon. know, you're not QAnon. You're just the other side of the crazy coin. I'm not crazy at all. You're insane. No, I'm not. That sounds like something an insane person would say. Or an innocent person would say. Okay, you really have to like hammer this home all the time that you're not insane. You're not crazy. I didn't
1: bring it up. Jeff brought it up. Jeff is the one who brings it up listen on a weekly basis. Listen to how
2: angry you are.
1: Because he's terrified that he's going to get over 35% of the vote next time, that he's afraid his number is going to climb.
2: Yeah, I don't think so. Oh yeah, You can say
1: that, but you're afraid of it because you have to preface everything by saying, if any of you vote for me.
3: This is just a, this is a microcosm of what, they're voting against a man just called Zach Wilson Patrick Mahomes.
1: I said their skill set is similar in many ways. I stand by that comparison, I think it's true. So, so Mitchell
3: Trubisky can move sideways
1: and throw okay, a bad we were football. About Mitchell Trubisky, I was talking about Wilson and what I saw. And when yeah, I did,
2: why, why aren't you comparing him to Mitchell Trubisky?
1: When I see Zach, I think this guy has got the ability yeah, to that's crazy a <laughs> like player, even if he may not. He probably won't hit Mahomes' height, but like I, I see the pieces there. Uh, that few quarterbacks have that. And I, I think he does.
2: Yeah, he doesn't. And like literally, like, in, in the past like 25 minutes, you've said like four really insane things. Number one okay. of the bunch being, you know, I'm not as oblivious as you might think. That's, I'm not. That's number one because you are. You just walk around no. living your truth, no idea what's going on around you. I don't think that that's true. I'll take Denver, minus 10 and a half. Miami and Vegas. We don't know who's starting in this game right now. I think two is going to end up going. I'm not entirely sure. The Raiders are rolling. The Raiders actually look kind of good, Jeff.
3: Is this smoking mirrors? What's going on here? I am quite concerned. These are two wins. You know, you wouldn't have thought they'd get both. You haven't seen their weaknesses be exposed yet. Uh, they look great. I can't. I can't deny that the Chargers and the Raiders play on Monday Night Football, I believe next week, and that's going to be fun and important for me. But I think there is indisputable value and opportunity on the Miami Dolphins this week, who, because of their blowout versus Buffalo and their quarterback, who you could even debate his value, has gotten us almost like a three and a half points from a pick'em to a great point spread opportunity on Miami.
2: I'm with you. I'm taking Miami. The coin's taking Miami. Tim, I'm guessing you're taking Vegas. You're finally jumping back on the Raiders. Nope. I'm taking the fish too. I think that Jeff
1: is exactly right. There's point spread value here. And I'm not yet ready to to trust Oakland and lay points. Sorry, it's not happening.
2: I don't know if I'm going to bet Miami. I might just bet Hunter Renfro over receptions and Darren Waller over receptions because that is how vegas has to attack miami in this game if they want the success or just use drake out of the backfield as a pass catcher because even we saw it against buffalo too like xavier howard and byron jones are no joke on the outside like you have to beat them in between the seams and if gruden realizes that early they, they should have their way with them and that way if they don't then i think that miami ends up covering this game so
3: This is example number one of the season where we get a good team going to the backup quarterback for the first game. I believe Miami's a good team. I have them over their nine or nine and a half season win total. You are a good team. You are a very well coached team. You have a great defense going to the backup. Oh my, what a betting opportunity this presents in my opinion, this could be my super lock. We don't know if, Brissett is playing though. It might be Tua. It seems like it's going to be Brissett, but even if it is Tua, I'll, I'll enjoy the bet based on the advanced line spread value that I'm getting. I am not with like, I am really impressed with what the Raiders have done, but I'm not at the point of believing in the Raiders. I think this is a sets up for a, a Miami bounce back opportunity, a Miami money line wager as well. Okay. Tampa Bay
2: at the Rams. The Rams opened as favorites in this game, but they are now one point dogs at DraftKings Sportsbook. Fifty-five and a half is one of three games this week with the highest point total at fifty-five and a half. This is tough for me because it looks like you can pass on the Bucks, no problem. You can't run on the Bucks. I feel like McVay is smart enough to figure that out and Cooper Cup's going to end up with, like, 3,000 catches in this game. Daryl Henderson's already banged up. Maybe they'll use Sony Michelle as a pass catcher out of the backfield. Maybe they'll go five wide. I don't know. But the Rams' defense also doesn't look very good through two weeks that when you have Andy Dalton and Carson Wentz moving the ball on you, it feels like the Bucs might be able to do that too. So I'm in a pretty tough spot here. I think it's going to be a really fun game to watch. I don't have a specific, like, strong lean but I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. I've seen just too much from the after really going with the Rams last week against the Colts just didn't impress me at all. And obviously the bucks are a better team than the Colts. I know this is back at home. This is like a very visible spot, but I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus one against the Rams.
3: I'm going to take the Rams. I think, um, Tampa, uh, they look so dominant. They've already proved something to themselves this year that they're good. They're fine. I think this is just a really important game for the Rams and a statement game for the Rams. And this might sound silly. Cause I mentioned it before. Cause I don't think it's a look ahead game for the entire bucks team, but it's a look ahead game for Tom freaking Brady. He is playing the Patriots next week. Um, in some ways. Well, there'll be no official record of it. It probably counts to like one quarter of a Super Bowl for him next week in some respects. That might sound absolutely insane. That may be be as dumb as a comment as someone saying they see Mahomes. Um, But I'm going to take the Rams here. And you said it. McVay will know what he needs to do to be able to move the ball. I do have concerns about the Rams' defense. They lost some pieces. And they're playing with a new coordinator. So hopefully two weeks in, they're ready to start showing those signs, Pat. But Jalen Ramsey, quarterback rating thrown to him is like 24. The yeah, second best player in the league at that is Asante Samuel Jr.
2: Who I loved coming out of college. And I thought you guys got a steal on. The, the issue is that there are four guys that the Bucks can kill you with through the air. So what's Ramsey would take out Mike Evans, whatever. We'll throw yeah, it Antonio true. Brown.
3: Yeah, it's almost at an advantage for Brady to just be like, okay, you take away him. That's like, as long as I know you're there, I'll do whatever I need to do. That That's totally probably accurate.
1: Here's the deal. The Rams defense is better than the Bucks, And I think the difference between the Bucks and Rams offense is minimal. I expect the Rams to win the game. So I'm taking the Rams. Uh, yeah, like I think it should be an excellent game. This will be the marquee game on the big screen at the, the late set of games. Uh, America's
3: Game of the Week. And-
1: America's Game of the Week, but, like, I'm sorry. <clears throat> I think the Bucks' defense is a problem, and I expect – I almost at St. Louis. I expect the Rams to take full advantage of the problems that Dallas found and that Atlanta was finding. Uh, the Rams are a cut above both those teams. The game is in Los Angeles. Like Jeff said, that look ahead to New England next week on Sunday night you can pretend like that's not a thing, but it's a human being. And of course it's a thing. And yeah, it's, it, it should be a close game. Should be a high scoring game. But in the end, I mean, I think the Rams are actually
2: the better team. I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, So I'm sure as heck not going to pick them here. I don't know if this is going to end up being, it should be the main screen game. I am just looking at it on paper, but I actually think the next game is the game I'm most interested in from just a pure enjoyment standpoint. I think it's just going to be an exciting game. Drew Brees needs to take notes from Tom Brady on how to accurately protect your hairline as life goes (laughs) along. That Brees just jumped into it full steam. Like, it looks like he's wearing a bad wig at this point. It's getting better. But Brady, like, when you see his rookie pitcher to now, he did the thing. And we have a friend who talks about this. It's like a little bit of, I mean, he might be doing too much Botox at this point, you know, being under 40 and all that. But he's taking his preventative measures. And that's what Tom Brady did with that hairline. I don't know if he, like, has plugs or got plugs, at what point he got plugs, but instead of getting, like, the Jeremy Piven 3000 plugs and now it looks like I have, like, fake hair on the top of my head, it's like Brady, every single year, got, like, like three millimeters of hair put back on to stop, and you just never noticed. And then, like, when you see him now, it's like, oh, that looks like Tom Brady. It looks like he has a pretty decent hairline. Great
3: hairline. There's volume to it. You're absolutely right, Pat. He, are you, is anyone shocked that Brady took the proactive, not reactive approach to making sure his hair was right? Because it is always startling. Drew Brees, we've known you since you played at Purdue, pal. You can't just show up week one with fresh lettuce and not, like, scare the shit out of people.
2: He doesn't have hair like Tim, though. He does. He doesn't take pride in that. Well, I'm
1: not going to cast aspersions on that. I just say I take pride in my hair, and I, I put good shampoos.
3: No, in you, you just out. talked
2: about using the gym shampoo and using it at home. At the gym,
3: yeah. If you actually cared, you would just bring a bottle of yeah. your own nice shampoo you, to you, the gym in one of the smaller containers, if you truly cared. You
2: can remember to bring a towel every time, but you wouldn't just leave nice shampoo in your bag?
3: Like, what are you, an Old Spice? Uh, Irish Spring for a soap guy. I, I like. What What are you rocking there?
1: Ivory. Usually, a bar of Ivory soap is my preferred. Do you have two but,
2: bars of soap, like Sam, uh, like uh, Cam does, as he spelled out no, on the Friday show? We need no, one for your I, hole and then one for everywhere
1: else. I was also shocked by that comment too. Well, you've never used uh, a bar
2: of soap on your hole.
1: Jesus Christ! I don't have multiple bars of soap. Is my point.
3: I guarantee you, Cam's accidentally used his girlfriend's soap where it shouldn't have been used. <laughs> oh
1: dear. Uh, I, uh, but I I also have a lot of stuff from the body shop too that I use. (laughs) Like the manly smells like the. Oh yeah. uh,
2: There's one thing we know about the scented soap shop. You get that, that musk, that manly smell on you. Yeah, exactly. Goes well with your lavender, lavender rose colored shorts.
1: You can mock all you want, but I mean, the difference between
2: our tastes is that I have better ones. I mean, people see me; they're like, "Man, that guy looks good." When they see you, it's like, "What is that guy wearing?" Yeah, because they want to wear it too. No, no, they don't. A lot of people just think you wear pajamas. I do not. No, I but, do to bed, but but, I don't but, but it, it looks bed. like a lot of the time that you're wearing pajamas. If you say so. I mean, it's I'm not it's not me who's saying it. It's people who have told me that they're saying it. Well, I don't live in the esteem of others, so that's fine. Oh, no, you just you don't notice. You don't notice the people are saying these things. I don't really care. Okay, well, I mean, that's good on you. I I appreciate that take, but you can't also be like, I'm normal. But I am normal. Okay. Seattle and Minnesota. This game, I feel like, is going to be very fun. This is my favorite Seattle spot that you can be in. They're two-point road favorites. I love them in these situations where they can win by a field goal on the road. So I am taking Seattle for sure, but I think the Vikings look They got back to what they should be doing all the time, just chucking it down the field, letting Dalvin Cook run wild. I can't believe the Seahawks blew that game against the Titans. That actually quite surprised me. They weren't able just to keep the foot on the pedal uh, at the very end. I expect a lot of points in this game. And Minnesota has yet to show that they can block whatsoever. So I think that Seattle is going to be able to create some havoc in the backfield a little bit. So I like them to win by three, by seven. I think that Seattle goes into Minnesota and gets the win. So give me Seattle. Vikings home opener. Vikings play very well at home. Do they? They could easily beat you and g- 0. G- Give me the numbers on their home.
1: I will look them up again. I was looking at them earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh my uh, yeah, I can give it to go you. Ahead. Uh go ahead.
3: they're thirty three and twenty one at home, ATS since fourteen.
1: There you go. So that's a that's a very good number. Why do
3: I care about what they did in two thousand fourteen? What did they go last year at home?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Have- so anyway, the Vikings are at home. Seattle is 2-0, and or sorry, is 1-1, but they gave away that game. The Vikings have given away two games. I picked the Vikings to win the division, so I can't back off them yet. I still see lots of things in Minnesota that I like, and this will probably, if Seattle wins, it'll be something stupid, like a one-point win, and I would still get the cover. I, I don't know. I think this is, this is intriguing an intriguing game as well. But if you're going to give me Minnesota in their home opener, getting points, I I say give them to me.
3: Jeff, I think Pat nailed it. This is uh, those fun games where you get a bet Russell Wilson. You get to add into the fact that, you know, I'm I'm for my own personal reasons not betting Patrick Mahomes, but this is another. Oh, hold on, hold on.
2: Which Patrick Mahomes? Stop it, Patrick Mahomes,
3: AFC West Chiefs. That version. Um, he's off a loss last week. I'll probably have to pay for that in, in a big way. And unfortunately for the Vikings, who are desperate, they are playing a Seahawks team who lost at home last week. Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, this is their sweet spot, guys. Pete Carroll, I believe I saw, and I'm going to confirm it, 18-8 and eight coming off a loss as a favorite. So this sets up. This is a Seattle wheelhouse game, as Pat described in his breakdown.
2: Yeah, I like Seattle in close games, and Seattle's just been really good on the road the past few years. Everyone just thinks of them as, oh, the 12th man. Like, they haven't been good at home. They've been really good on the road. It's just sometimes the stuff flips. Like, Kansas City covers every week, then they never cover again. The stuff runs (laughs) like this for for times, and right now it seems like Seattle's on a heater on the road. I like them a lot in this spot. Sunday night, Green Bay and San Francisco – I feel like I want to be excited for this game, and I'm not. It's minus three and a half for the 49ers. 49 and a half is the total. Like, the Packers beating the shit out of the Lions in a game that was like, they were losing in half. Then they come out and they make a statement. I don't really know what that tells me about the Packers. This was the same team that got absolutely worked by the Saints in week one. And the 49ers have been pretty steady. I mean, they blew out the Lions, and then the Lions scored a bunch of garbage time points. They shut down a really good... Philly offense last week, a Philly offense that seemed like they had the ball a bunch, that they were moving the ball a bunch, but the Niners just didn't break. And a lot like the Ravens, uh, at least early on when they started losing all these running backs, the Niners are experiencing these problems too. But running backs don't matter, especially to those two teams that are so good at running the ball anyway within their systems. Like they have the players they need to be healthy, still healthy right now. So I'm going to take the Niners minus three and a half on Sunday night.
3: Are you guys aware that Aaron Rodgers is from Northern California and San Francisco passed on him with the first overall pick? Have you ever heard about this story?
2: Yeah, but here's the thing. I saw some early clips of Alex Smith and I just see Joe Montana, Jeff.
1: All right. You know what? We should edit that clip out now. I, I now wish I had just talked about the mobility and not made the comp. This is what I get for thinking extemporaneously, even though I'm right. I, I wish I hadn't so said
2: So you're that. still doubling, you want to cut out of the show that <laughs> Zach Wilson down. and Patrick Mahomes are the same guy. But no, but I didn't but say you, that either. See, I just don't feel like having this fight for 17 weeks. Maybe you shouldn't say crazy things. I mean, it's hard okay. for you because you're a crazy person. Can
3: I help you, Tim? What you needed to say was... Zach Wilson is Drew Locke. I see some semblance of Mahomesian qualities in why, Zach Wilson. Why bring
2: up Patrick Mahomes in a comparison whatsoever.
3: Yeah, that's true. I'm just saying, you know, to, to be great, to be a great quarterback, it seems like from 2020 and beyond the guys that are going to go near the top of the draft have some level of Mahomesy in qualities in them. Like that's what you can maybe say. I guess I I take of this game.
2: Why can't you just say, I really hope that he's better than Darnold.
1: Well, I mean, obviously I hope he's better than Darnold because he's my quarterback, but it's not just about what I hope. It's about what I see, and I owe the people my honest uh, gloss on things.
3: Niners, minus three and a half. I've never seen a player pass a 91, have a 91-yard pass and the team not get points. (laughs) That happened to the Eagles versus Sam Franley on the weekend. Uh, I'm with you. I I don't feel like me and Pat are going to be on on the same side a lot this week, but yeah, I like San Francisco quite, quite a bit, quite a bit here. Okay.
1: I'm leaning green Bay. Okay. Very close. Uh, I don't have a super strong lean one way or the other, but I am leaning towards green Bay. I think I'm getting a half point extra, which I like. I think Rogers really in that second half started to click and was starting to find his receivers. I don't know. The Niners wore down a little bit against Detroit. Maybe you can say they were in prevent. Okay. That's fine. Like they did a good job breaking or sorry, bending but not breaking against the Eagles, but the Packers have significantly better skill position players than either Philadelphia or Detroit has. Yeah. I mean, I just, I see enough out of green Bay that I think they should keep it close. Maybe even steal the game. I think Rodgers plays pretty well. I like Rodgers on
2: primetime to begin with. So, yeah, give me Green Bay. All right, Monday night game. Maybe the game that I'm most interested in this week. This one's going to be close to a super lock for me. I haven't quite made that decision yet, but Dallas is a four-point favorite at home. 52 is the over-under. I cannot express to you enough, Mr. Feinberg and Mr. Cust, how much I like the Eagles in this game. I think they're going to work the Cowboys. Why are the Cowboys four-point favorites? What have they done?
3: They beat the Chargers. They beat the
1: Chargers. They by... lost by two points to the Buccaneers. Sure.
2: They lost by two. They won by three in a game. I just pointed out that they probably shouldn't have won because the refs screwed the Chargers so, so badly. I just, I don't think that their defense can really do all that much if the other team isn't shooting themselves in the foot. And I think that ha- the difference between the Eagles and a lot of these teams is They're fast. On offense. The Bucks are not fast. I mean, Antonio Brown is fast and he gave them mucho problems. And on the Chargers side of the ball, like, who would you say is a fast player on the Chargers, Jeff?
3: Uh like if they were trying to go over the top, it would be Guyton? to Jalen Guyton. Yeah, like but they, they didn't they didn't throw to him. Really yeah.
2: Yeah, like he's not that's not a part of their offense. It seems like everyone on the Eagles offense just has Demonic speed. And I think that speed is going to be a real issue for this team. And I've just been really impressed with Hertz. And I get that they the Dallas can fill people in, and then all of a sudden they can get to the passer. I mean, that kind of shocked me. I don't know if that's sustainable to go into it, you know, week after week. And the best parts of the like the best part of Dallas should be their offensive line and their quarterback because Dak is great. But Philly's offensive line, no joke, their defensive line in front seven. Also no joke. So I just think that four points is way too many. I don't necessarily think that Philly is going to win this game. I think that they're like a real live dog in this spot. But the four points just seems like way too much. I love Philly. I'm taking Philly.
3: Yeah, you get a lot of outs with the with the four points um in this game. And that's the way I would be playing it. If somehow Dallas lost last week and the calls went the Chargers' way and people were staring at a Dallas team that was Oh, and two. And the spread was two points or close to a pick I could see myself getting on Dallas, but I'm, I'm, I like many, am am um, quite enamored with Jalen hurts at the moment, like a lot of football fans. Uh, so I'm excited to lay money on him in a prime time game. And Hey, he's just another example of, of how great this, that 2020 quarterback class is.
2: Yeah, his mobility is very Patrick Mahomes esque, isn't it?
3: I mean, he has a Mahomesian sideways quality. Yeah, I, I, I kind same, of
2: same guy. No, same guy. Tim, who are you taking? I'm taking
1: the Eagles against the number for the same reasons that you boys said. It's because. Four points is too many. It's not a fair line. The line ought to be Dallas by two and a half. And if it were that, I might take Dallas. Uh, Because say what you will, Dallas still has a very explosive and fun offense, even though I don't think they're very well coached and I'm not sure they're maximizing their talent. Dallas has a better quarterback in the game. Dallas has the better receivers in the game. Uh, Dallas has every reason to be able to win this game. But like in the end, it's too many points. And I think that the front seven for Philadelphia can cause enough problems to keep it close. And, yeah, so a three-point game, maybe Dallas wins, maybe Philly wins. But you're going to give me four. I will take uh, I will take the Eagles.
3: I'm right. I do need to give Dallas just some credit quickly here, Pat, because um, so much came into the year about their defense. And to have four turnovers versus Tampa and not win a game, like, how do you do that? And then, you know, they had two um, – one beautiful defensive play interception and one horrible pass by Justin Justin Herbert, but two interceptions on Herbert in scoring zone. Um, so they've got this neck, it seems, early in the year for taking the ball away, and that can change everything. But if that turnover margin kind of goes back to normal, like good quarterbacks and the Bucks with their silly fumbles don't happen for Dallas, you sort of wonder what those scoreboards Might look like so still trying to figure out this team, but I'm really impressed with their ability to take the ball away.
2: Amari Cooper may or may not play in this game with bruised ribs. I'd expect him to go, but he might be limited in this spot. All right. Super lock time. Who are we locking in here? I have it narrowed down to Washington, Seattle, and Philly. And I've been pretty good with Seattle over the years as a super lock. So I'm just going to lock them in minus two on the road against minnesota jeff who are you locking in the miami dolphins pass. really
3: blows my mind that you're doing that no i it sets up it's a perfect situational game in I, my opinion I, I agree. Great coach blowout loss backup quarterback spread value it checks everything for me i am still not believing in 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 oakland but if they beat this Dolphin team, that's essentially three either like, you know, an AFC champion type team in the Ravens and two teams that we see as borderline or potential playoff teams in Pittsburgh and and uh, Miami, like, oh, my God, the Raiders being a freight train. And I have a bet with Bronco beat writer Albright, Benjamin Albright. If the Raiders have a better record than the Chargers, I'm donating seven hundred dollars to a children's charity and if it's the other way then he's got to donate 500 and they've already got wins on the ravens and the Steelers. either i'm happy to make children's day better though that's okay for me tim superlock titans minus five and a half
2: titans minus five and a half all right so i'm two and oh you're zero and two jeff is one and one survivor i'm going to go Uh, unfortunately i have to go against patrick mahomes in this spot and take the denver broncos yeah
1: i am too i don't know how many other times i'd want to use denver this season so uh, let's take denver
3: Stepping in front of Mahomes with you, boys. Let's go, Broncos.
1: I I am such a fool. I wish I hadn't said that. Not that I think I'm wrong, because I'm 100% right. (laughs) Why do you regret saying it? Because it's it's just a fight I'm going to have to have weekly. You've now tripled down on it. Well, I mean, I said what I meant, and I meant what I said, but... (laughs) 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 For the audio listeners, it's the Spider-Man meme where Mahomes is pointing at uh at zach uh, zoomer zach swaggy z uh oh swag wilson God. those people are calling him anyway <laughs> not drew lock no i don't think so i don't think you think so
3: i listen,
2: I, defied,
1: I, listen, I i, listen, I tried jeff, to carry your
3: thermos I, I, last I, week for for an hour on the internet
2: hey jeff i i've seen drew lock you know, i've seen ceiling plays out a drew lock
1: I'm just glad that we didn't go through the stages of grief photos that you had of me from last week. I'm sure we're going to do that. I'm glad we avoided this.
2: Oh, I think that Paul has those like on cue if you really want to see them.
1: No, I'm not really. People can follow your Twitter account. That's good SEO.
2: Sure. Yeah. I did take pictures of you for each of the four picks that Zoomer Zach threw. (laughs) Do you think that all the Tide Pods have clouded his judgment? And next up are you going to have some Tide pods or is that too millennial for you that, you know, you'll just be like an original go take some pie debt tied downstairs in the basement. Just you know, put it on the counter or the back of the toilet seat and just, just suck that tie right up your nose.
3: <laughs> Tim was Zach's performance. So atrocious. You weren't even able to enjoy Tua's hardships on Sunday.
2: Yes.
1: Yes, it was. It was like a Pyrrhic victory. What did it cost you, Thanos? It cost you everything.
3: Tim should be happy right now, but he's not. How can I be?
2: It's okay. We move on. What happens when the Jets go 0-17?
1: I guess we get the best offensive tackle in college football. Who, who's the quarterback who's coming out this year jeff there's no big names right now this year i know uh, well, you just, Spencer it,
3: rattler
2: yeah, you, um i was gonna say you just didn't take a big name with the number two pick so why, no, why would that prevent you from doing but, it with the number one pick Well,
1: because i've already started to scout the top of the draft board uh one of the things that i've noted is that people have said this could be like 2013 where like the first qb taken is not even in the top 10 now that very rarely happens but who knows they're the irish safety is uh highly touted the uh, defensive there's defensive ends. There's tackles. Uh, we need a, we could use another tackle and we could have three
2: star offensive linemen. So You're going line. to go back to back to back first round picks on offensive linemen. That's hey, the most need. trusted
3: mock that I use just has, has two quarterbacks, one and two Spencer Rattler and Matt, Matt Carroll from Carroll from Ole Miss.
1: So a different one I was looking Correct. at this afternoon had no quarterbacks in the top few picks.
3: And then Malik Willis, a Liberty quarterback, even in the top five here. So that is not what – I you sure you're not looking at quarterbacks ranked? No, I'm not because they have a defensive end going – they have Atlanta taking QB and then the Lions going to a QB and then Jacksonville taking the defensive end from Oregon third. So it's, an, okay. it's a mock draft. Okay. And it was updated like a couple weeks ago, so it's pretty fresh.
2: I'm starting to get worried that we all pick Denver against the spread. And then we all pick Denver in survivor that this reeks of that Minnesota Buffalo game from Josh Allen's first year, when he just lit, I'll be okay the, with that. when he lit the world on fire and just screwed everyone that week.
3: So Patrick Mahomes is showing up at quarterback for the Jets this week.
2: I mean, if that's really the thing, then this would be the week where it would happen. Wouldn't it? Tim well, would, that I, would be good. That, I, I mean, I I'd have a lot of fun coming on this show next week. Because if they, if they, so your barometer is if they win a game, he's Patrick Mahomes. No, of
1: course not. But I would just be excited if he were to win as a 10 and a half point dog at mile high. This,
2: this is a situation, but th- this game shapes up a lot. Like, because I feel like this Denver team is very similar to that specific Vikings team from three years ago.
1: Yeah, maybe, but I mean, I can't imagine Denver losing this game. So we're, you're fine. Us- using your curse powers, I see. It's pretty good don't believe in curses ravens kind of proved that on uh, sunday night
2: so the ravens got uh they have one win on the year and now they're no longer cursed despite hathory a win against the two-time defending AFC. yeah they they, they don't compete in the fucking bcs tim it's it's one and one
1: they lost to the fucking
2: raiders okay who are two and oh
1: okay and are probably gonna be are probably gonna be four and oh. whoa
3: But was that your subconscious? Because you made a comment of Gary and subconscious doing things earlier. Was that yours at play?
1: (laughs) Maybe.
2: And you also said that they're not good.
1: I suspect like every year they'll get out to a hot start and fade down the stretch as they've done the last couple of years.
2: Okay. That will do it on the Pat Mayo experience. I'd like to thank The Coin for being here. Jeff, when are you recording Fine Bolt this week?
3: Uh, I should have that to you guys tomorrow. A nice little fine bolt. I'll decompress that cowboy game. Try to remain calm. Mahomes week with a Ryder Cup game. Things I love so much in this world. Colliding. Mr. Lebowski will be in seclusion (laughs) in the West Wing on Sunday afternoon.
2: Um, I didn't realize the Chargers were playing the Jets this week. (laughs) I wish. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Like to thank the coin once again because you know it's tied for me for the spread. Patty, is sleep. this like
3: when we called Lingmurth Speeth? Yeah, discount Speeth, <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> but it was discount Speeth, not I just really see a lot of Mahomes in them. A... <laughs> All right, I think that's, that's been enough fun, I think, for Tim and August,
0: Tim and August
2: that's not my name
1: the patrick mahomes a guests well I'm, I'm flattered uh watch the friday show people it's great also also the- watch
2: the thursday show
1: watch every show thank you watch every show but especially the friday show it is uh it's hilarious
2: watch jeff and i's Ryder cup show too and Jeff seems, and watch Je-
1: Jeff. Cam's response to Jeff's comment about his chicken ball.
2: Yeah, but you, yeah, but you have to okay. understand that Cam most definitely didn't watch this show, so he'll uh, oh, he'll tell him about it because I'm he's going to. I'm use not going well, to tell him about it. Jeff watches that show. Cam just knows Jeff, and he's just taking shots at Jeff for no reason. <laughs> and now Jeff has to respond to that.
3: I love my family, but I love the Chargers a lot. But Cam also loves getting an extra chicken ball. A lot. So, like, we just love what we love.
2: Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience of Mayo Media Network and join that newsletter if you ever want this show early or if you want some tips. I got some notes here in front of me. You want to hear a note from the newsletter? I am all ears. Twice this season, a player has had 125 receiving yards well, averaging north of 16 air yards per target. Do you know who those two players are, Tim? Uh, Mari Cooper. Twice this season has a player. So it's two players. Maybe I should word that better.
1: Oh, okay. So two players. So I would still say one is Cooper. Okay. Why would you say it's Cooper? Because he had such a big night on that Thursday night game.
3: Okay, He had like 12 yards versus the Chargers.
2: Yeah. Okay. The other one would be Cooper cup. No, the answer is Brandon cooks week one against Jacksonville. The other player to do it is Cortland Sutton week two. Against Jacksonville. So pick your favorite Cardinals receiver on DraftKings. And, you know, I mean, you have to assume it's going to be Hopkins, but it could be Rondell. This could be another sneaky Christian Kirk week as well. It's an AJ Green week.
3: I just want to say you honestly haven't lived unless you've seen Cam negotiate with a woman <laughs> holding a ladle, controlling how much Chinese food is going into his styrofoam. <laughs>
2: Can you give us an impression?
3: No, but it's like he like she just be a little more generous. Can you throw another on there? Like he's buttering them up. That ladle, like he like you're working that ladle for Cam's Chinese food. You're gonna be extra generous. He butters you up. It's good. It's it's a sight to see. C T maybe you should be nicer to people and people will give you free things.
2: I am nice. You're like, give me those straws. (laughs) What? I need to put them all in my purse. I don't have a purse. I mean, you have a purse. We know this. We see you with a purse. I don't have a purse. Okay, Tim. Sure you don't. Anyway, that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. Smash the like button to the video. Sub to the newsletter. Play in the Listener's League. 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 Why do I always say the link at the end of that? Play in the Listener's League link on DraftKings. The link is in the description. I got Big T on Thursday. Not from the challenge, from Run Pure Sports. For the DraftKings picks, then Cam and Pizzola on Friday, and then all the injury report on Friday evening. And we'll see you again on Sunday, all right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thanks for watching. I'll see you next time. Pat Mayo Experience! feel like that was a good show. Would you say it's the Patrick Mahomes of shows? All right, all
1: right, all right. I really, now I'm going to, re- <laughs> I'm going to regret saying that, because I
2: feel like you're just not going to let this go. I actually thought that was the worst show we've done in a while really yeah i think there was good parts but the games are so bad well that is true
1: the games this are... is the
3: worst slate i don't know like it has nothing to do with the Ryder cup the nfl no, doesn't it's just how shit. the
1: schedule it's just how the schedule felt. they
3: don't give a shit about the world series like they,
1: no no it's just how
3: anything another sporting event encourages them to like power load their schedule right yeah what? just to
2: be like no, fuck you. you guys yeah yeah,
3: yeah like, like we'll show you like watch
2: watch
1: It's nothing you can do. Sometimes the game, now listen, the game might turn out to be great, but yeah, it's just a, it's just an uninteresting slate of games with a few interesting games.
3: It's pretty weird. Like, I don't know whether it's just a perception or we're making it up. It does look like it's the worst slate. I can remember.
1: I I
2: agree. It's, it's very unmemorable i i would okay. like to go i would like to go back and look at week threes historically because I, I i feel like we almost say this about every week three and tim um just remember you said you loved the board in week one you were awful you hated the board in week two you were much better and now you love the board again so watch out this weekend
3: oh, yeah i actually
1: well, Pat, what we didn't do is
2: you didn't give the people my free money tees that's correct it was baltimore minus three it was Arizona yep. minus one and a half Tennessee through zero plus a half point in Denver minus four and a half. That's correct. Bet the farms win 2.6 farms. And
3: yeah. you're absolutely right on something else that you just said, Pat week three. It's like football guy is so confident. He knows what these, he's seen two games <laughs> and he knows what teams are about now. So he can, you know, move in harder on things. He likes you're right. Week three is historically a, a house week.
2: Well, I think week two was a big house week last week for people for, for the house. Be. Just with like the Chiefs losing. Like, I think like 89. Oh, of yeah. Oh, my God. Losing. Seahawks losing.
3: People talking to me like their parlays were free money that just needed the Chiefs to close them. Like, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah I can totally see that being the week for the books. All right, gents. we will talk to you soon. All right.
3: See you yeah. later.
0: Yeah. Leave. Experience. Yeah. <laughs>